decide the topic from love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. What up? Apology again for missing last week, but it's good to be back in the seat. And uh, in the interest of catching up with where we, or what we missed last week, keeping things going along, uh, I will just hop right into it. And uh, most of you know the rules by now, but if anyone's new and they're curious about the rules, if those of you hanging out in the chat or on the Discord server could cue them in, that would be most appreciated. And uh, we'll just get started, but you're not even in the live room yet, Blonde. Whoops. I know how to internet. Looks like we're due... Based on what I see in the server right now, the MCNN network is really expanding. Uh, recall our last episode two weeks ago, we got uh, an update on the coronavirus statistics from the MCNN Bureau in Beijing. Looks like we are due for another update right away from MCNN Beijing. This is MCNN Beijing Bureau, your most trusted name in news, which honors the glorious reader. Number of confirmed dead in Hubei province continues to decrease as People's Liberation Army begins to deploy the life-saving procedure known as Operation Weld Bars Over Doors. The latest global outbreak reporting indicates a majority of new cases are now coming from outbreak centers in Iran, Italy, and worst Korea. Xi Jinping said Wednesday morning that China, the least afflicted country, is preparing to step forward as the world leader in combating SARS-CoV-2. In great outburst of patriotism, a small number of infected in Wuhan have volunteered to help aid in China's scientific development in the areas of vaccination and cremation technology. (laughs) Top scientists in Beijing now believe origin of COVID-19 viral pneumonia, which is currently ravaging Western nations, is the origin of Uyghur Muslim population. Recommended (laughs) remedies include alcohol and pork consumption. (laughs) State doctors are already deploying these treatments in camps of concentrated Muslims. China lead World Health Organization chief Tedros Ghebreyesus said last Monday, if it weren't for China, the number of worldwide cases would be much higher. Spread has been minimal and slow, with an R-naught value comparable to the notoriously slow-spreading smallpox. He included by saying, China number one. This has been your Beijing News Bulletin. We will be back after a word from our sponsors, Matt and Brand. Brand. I don't give a fuck. I still maintain <laughs> coronavirus might be a net positive for society. Well, it sounds like things are getting bad out there, uh, corona, coronavirus-wise. I've not been following super closely, but... Uh, In developed see... worlds where there's healthcare, it's 0.27% fatality rate. Yeah. And most of those are in um, children or people over 65. So people that are generally immunocompromised. I mean, I'm not saying this is no big deal or anything like that, but I'm not yeah. super worried about like a worldwide spanish flu style pandemic yeah what you're worried about is economic disruption and or panic you know i I don't think i don't think we need to worry about uh getting it and dying but there are negative effects beyond just contracting the disease i mean but if we you know 80 percent of our antibiotics are made in china wow i didn't know that yeah if we could get Mm. some of the manufacturing back over here 
because of the coronavirus and that this might be a net positive for society mm. and anything that um curries up anti-chinese sentiment is good of course <laughs> so you want more woo flu racism we want i just want them to stop eating dogs that's all <laughs> okay I, we could agree on that dell i hope uh, i hope mod doesn't have coronavirus you know i i hope not either can y'all hear me all right yeah i can okay uh, yeah, me, me too. Uh, she's all right, though. She's uh, she just got. I'll, we had a good Valentine's Day. Did y'all have a good Valentine's Day? Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess uh, we didn't get a chance to discuss it much, but I did indeed. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, Maud. Uh, you know how they say love makes the world go round. Well, Maud, <laughs> Maud, Maud has a different take. You know, you know how when you're washing your clothes and sometimes too many get all bunched up on one side and the washer starts making that banging sound and it starts walking all around the laundry room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Maud says that love is her sitting on that washer, whatever that means. Ew. Anyway, I saw the <laughs> uh, news I want to talk about, though. I saw some news about recently, and this is a true story. Apparently, a man in Scotland uh, had an accident. Uh, apparently, something happened to him that left him unable to um, uh, perform, so to mm-hmm. speak, I want to say. Uh, and the operation he got to fix that left him with a permanent uh well let's just say uh he never needs viagra again i think i heard about this but wasn't it like a legitimate medical emergency or or he needed some kind of surgery or something like that he got this well he got the surgery to fix his unable because he couldn't perform anymore so he said you know what fix this so i can perform he had some metal rods put in there and um (laughs) metal rods what now he's yeah now he puts you know he dents walls every now and then Ah. uh he says he's a prisoner in his own home because he can't wear pants, apparently because it hurts so much. And oh. uh, I, I, that sounds to me like that makes some for some really awkward dinner parties. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, yeah, Jim was over there agreeing to everything I said. He kept giving me thumbs up. <laughs> That'd be some odd for. That, that sounds. Um, yeah, that sounds like a cure that's worse than the disease. To be honest, I would say so. Yeah. On the upside, though, he can pass the mashed potatoes without having to stop eating. You know. Oh, all right. One more, and then get out. All get right. Out. Look. All right. So I heard Nan on the radio this morning uh, telling me to beware of claims. Uh, this is about the same. Running around the same thing. Beware of claims of male enhancement on TV. And uh, I have no problem doing that. I'll be honest with you. I mean, my male enhancement barely reaches the coffee table, let alone the TV. Those guys are just making that up. I think. <laughs> Get out of here, Dale. All right. See y'all later. Right. Bye-bye. Bye. Have a good night. Orwell's ghost is up next. We're moving efficiently already. I like this. Mm. Thank you. Orwell's ghost. You're good to go. Hey, guys. Um, hey, Matt. Sorry. Uh, sorry about everything with your family. And, uh, and oh, well, thank you. Um, yeah. No, everything's, everything's as good as it could be. So appreciate that. That's good. Good to hear. Hey, um, yeah, no, I wanted to talk about actually kind of kind of China, but really I wanted to talk about the kind of India-China dynamic that Trump's kind of pushing right now. Mm-hmm. I think that China's kind of shitting in their mess kit doubly <laughs> with respect to coronavirus <laughs> and with uh, and with the Donald going over there and getting, you know, basically a hero's welcome in that big cricket stadium in India. Yeah, that was crazy. It was really weird. I'm like, what what is Ye- happening? Yeah, I didn't follow the story uh, too closely. Anytime I see a foreign country mass gathering like that, I'm always curious, like, were people forced to attend this or something? That's, yeah, but, that's what uh, I was thinking, too. No, no. But there's nothing weren't. like that? They, they weren't. So this is, they weren't. I mean, 
India's India is a strange country, and you know I'm still kind of like learning about just the kind of the idiosyncrasies of it. But there's five really good things about India, and I just want to say them real quick. Number one, they're fairly pro-Western, or or rather, they're not anti-Western, so that's a good thing. Number two, and this is probably even better, they're anti-Pakistan, they're anti-China, and they're anti-Bangladesh. They know a thing um, or two they, about Muslims, although so do the Chinese. What did yes. Bangladesh do? I don't even know. I mean, they've got they're ninety eight percent Muslim. So, oh, I'll I mean, say no that, more. That, and 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 yeah, and they mean got, Muslim as uh, CNN. Yeah, Muslim would exactly. Say. Yeah. And they've got I think I think they've got I want to say it's one hundred and sixty five million people, so it's pretty big. But hmm. anyhow, number three, they're a fairly stable democracy, um, and they really are. Uh, they've got a really high Trump approval rating. They're one of like the six or seven countries on earth that have like. Uh, an above average high, you know, Trump approval rating. Number five, they don't have a dominance complex that China does. China wants hmm. to rule the world. Do we know why they love Trump? Is it just a celebrity thing? Is it uh, is it because is it something about his presidency? What is with the Trump adoration in India? From what, all everything I've gathered, it is a fairly like you said, it's 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 a celebrity. Um, hmm. it's, it, it's kind of a celebrity thing. They want to. Uh, or they, they they really enjoy they 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 kind of defer to celebrities. They don't exactly treat them like crap. Um, you know, every time somebody big comes in, they they tend to give them uh, a red carpet introduction. Yeah. So just they've done just generally have a superior culture. And I I hate the argument for food culture when we're talking about multiculturalism. But if any nation gets it, <laughs> it's India. Best food. Best food. Yeah, they fucking kill it for sure. They kill. I it. had the uh, when I was when I was uh, out of town for you know what was going on last week. I had the privilege of vid- visiting an Ethiopian restaurant, and I thought of you while I was there because I thought, yes, this is all worth it. Actually, my first thought was, <laughs> wow, I didn't know Ethiopia had food. That was, yeah, uh, really. That yeah. was my first. It's reaction. really gross. It's like yeah, highly spiced minced meat that you eat while sitting on the ground with your bare hands in that a was sour flatbread. Actually, like, it was that the yeah the sour bread is pretty interesting. And actually, the hot pocket thing, I didn't know what the hell that was. That was like that was it was like a dirt textured, dusty meat thing in a hot pocket crust. Yeah, it was probably like. <laughs> Dirt in old bread. That's yeah. Well, it was all right. Well, it, was, mm, it was pretty Ethiopian good. food. More Ethiopians in America, I, please. <laughs> they love your food culture. Hey, they were nice. They were very nice. Hey, I, I know I don't have much time with you guys. So, blonde. Sorry I wanted, to hijack. I, I, no, no, you're good. I wanted to tell you one one quick story um, uh, before you guys go. So, I had a I had a buddy. Um, he was up in D.C. Uh, this was this was back when Swalwell was still a presidential candidate, and uh, <laughs> way back he, when, he was, yeah, he was up in Capitol Hill. I was going to visit my my girlfriend. She lives in kind of the Capitol Hill area, and, and uh, he was walking down the street, and he saw Swalwell rock, walking across the street with his entourage. And I'm I'm not kidding. There's this huge group of people with Swalwell, and just this like man standing alone, just John Galt style across the really? street. And he, hmm. and he looks he looks over across the street. He goes, "Hey, Eric," and you know, like Swalwell had this you know this, that cringe way to be bold without the bold moment, and, <laughs> and you know, just I mean, crickets. And yeah, and he's like, "Hey, Eric," and Swalwell like looks over at him, and he goes, "Way to be bold without the bold," and Eric like. <laughs> kind of puts his hand up and starts to put a thumbs up and the guy goes you fucking loser <laughs> and, 
Wish I had a clip of that, man. Oh my God. Like, of course, nobody was there to, to film that one, but he yeah. said the guy frowned and just looked so sad. So oh. I think he, he thought he, had, he finally had a moment of an enthusiastic <laughs> supporter. Do you remember um, my one of my favorite underrated Swalwell moments was uh, he was showing himself campaigning in Iowa and he was literally just like showing up at people's houses. And he, he brought like that Tecate to that Mexican house. Uh, it yeah. was like a backyard party moment, right? Yeah, it, it wasn't even clear that the party was for him. It was just like a Hispanic family's barbecue in the backyard. He's like, hey, senorita, I brought the I brought the Tecate. Okay, cool, Eric. No, please leave. <laughs> Yeah, the, yeah. he, the worst he, part yeah, about that was yeah, the he, look on his face after he said it. He was like, <laughs> "Yeah, he, yeah, he was yeah. like standing, <laughs> standing by for applause, like nothing." But anyhow, yeah. yeah. So, hey, look, I uh, I appreciate you guys. I'll uh, yeah, talk sure. next week. Yeah, have a good night, man. Bye. Yeah. God, Eric Swalwell was underrated. Oh, we got. Uh, oh, this is not, in fact. God, there's so many MCNNs in the server. I gotta keep all you guys straight. You guys are gonna confuse me. Uh, okay, Sanguine Mind, you're good to go. Fantastic. And now a word from our sponsor, Raid Shadow Legends. Raid is a turn-based RPG done right. In case you're living under a rock and haven't heard, Raid is a badass mobile game that changes everything. The game is crazy popular with over 15 million Were downloads. Were you actually in the last paid by Raid, Raid Shadow Legends to do this? Dark fantasy done right. A hero actually and the uh, commercial break while everyone else prepares their shit. I was uh, going to say, you know, Raid Shadow Legends, of all the ways to finance your channel, I ain't never doing Raid Shadow Legends. Never. In Raid, you get knights, orcs, undead, and more. <laughs> Raid on. with friends in the clan. Claim glory in the PvP arena. Some other... <laughs> Alrighty then. Well, clearly, I'm just making sure you guys have a break from all the shit that's about to happen. Like, seriously. That's enough Raid Shadow you know, Legends. You click the link yeah. in the description, you can actually get 50,000 okay, okay. silver and a free epic champion. All right. Part of your Last call. Program. Last call. I get the right, bit. Then. I get the bit. Do you have any MCNN? Uh, what is this? The Edinburgh Bureau? Oh, no, my friend. Sadly, I'm actually um, I'm just the commercial break because I didn't actually prepare shit other than this <laughs> able Shadow Legends skit. So I hope they're I'm actually going. paying you, which for all I know, they might be. Raid Are Shadow Legends. Is he Scottish? He sounds Scottish. Well, I, I'm actually putting on a, a little accent because the only person I know who actually does this shit is going to be, um, uh, what's the bloody bastard's name? Uh, Dankula. Yeah. Oh, does he do Raid Shadow Legends? So I'm, where you are know, you from? Time. I'm, I'm, I'm actually from Tennessee. Ah, oh, get out of here. That's pretty good. You actually, okay. you, you got me. I totally thought that was uh, a legit Scottish accent. Yeah, I've got enough stage fright that I'm surprised I just didn't like crack into like a British accent or something. So, <laughs> not bad, man. Not bad. You didn't I totally... say cunt enough though to be convincing. Cunt. Yeah. Uh, just before we let you go though, what's that uh, Raid Shadow Legends uh, promo code or website? One more time. Come on, get out, get <laughs> out of here. No, no, no. More. <laughs> okay, I'll have fun and good luck with but... all the shit that's gonna go down. <laughs> Wait, what's the shit that's gonna go down? What do you mean? Oh, no, it's just like the chat is filled with the MCNN people. And next up, I believe we have oh. MCNN Florida or local. So we do have some more MCNN updates. I see some uh, sooner Definitely. than others. 100%. Right. It's going to be interesting. I've listened to some of their stuff. Well, hey, uh, if this uh, this looks like the new thing after fountain pens. So as long as we're moving on from fountain pens, I embrace whatever the new meme is. Well, actually, um, Legalize got me to buy a fountain pen. And I've done some <laughs> pretty cool drawings with it. So. Well, I'm glad <laughs> to right, hear it. Fun. Thank you.
Okay, uh, Sordicus is up next. I can't tell you how many, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to rip any particular YouTubers because I get it. It's a tough, I, we understand it's it's tough to uh, keep your channel afloat. You know, it's not easy. I'm not going to rip anybody for choosing to finance their channel however they choose to finance it. But I cannot believe how many different channels I watch where Raid Shadow Legends does pop up. I don't know about you, but it's it's everywhere from gun channels YouTube to political channels to anymore. you just checked out of YouTube entirely. Totally. It's pretty hmm. bad. So are you case. bored? Uh, no, I still watch my regulars and I, um, you know, obviously I'm making my own stuff, too. So I got to keep on. <laughs> some of us are still making content. Got to keep uh, on top of stuff. Most I'm growing a human. OK, I'm real yeah, yeah. tired. I'm You're not blaming content, you. Blondes making babies. Yeah, yeah, I'm not blaming you. Baby. I'm saying there's a reason I got to pay attention. Yeah. At least somewhat. What's up? Yeah, definitely hear you on the ads. Um, I can tell you all about Birch Gold, uh, <laughs> Gold and Branch, if you guys have. You know. um, I actually wanted to probe your guys' minds for predictions for this weekend because we have a lot of stuff coming up. We have, yeah. uh, the, of course, the primary in mm -hmm. South Carolina. We have CPAC. And then we have the oh, rival event. CPAC. Yeah, and then the rival event to CPAC, America First Pack. With, oh, uh, I didn't even Fuentes know. So... And Malkin. And it looks like there's going to be Interesting. World War II nationalist Boogaloo. So. Well, wait, wait, wait. So Malkin and Fuentes are cooperating on an event. I had heard nothing about this. Yeah, I think she, if I remember correctly, she's like headlining the event. Uh, but hmm. it's going to be her and. Uh, Fuentes and I think a bunch of other people in their circles like Jaden and so on. Mm, uh, so okay. and they're holding it concurrently with CPAC, so that should be eventful certainly. And apparently they have some people that are in CPAC as well. So who knows what shenanigans will come up? But I don't pay yeah. close enough attention to offer any kind of predictions on that. Um, but as far as uh, as far as South Carolina and going into Super Tuesday. I well, I've already predicted uh, Warren will will again underperform in South Carolina, and she'll quit before mm. Tuesday. That is my official really? prediction. Mm. Yeah. Uh, as far as like the real contest, which is Bernie v. Biden, I'm gonna predict that Bernie pulls the upset, even though some polling has some polling lately has been very kind to Joe. Actually, shockingly. Joe no, looks like he's in good position in South Carolina. There's no freaking way. Did you catch any of the debate last night? Yeah, it, I just it's just too many debates. It was a yelling match. Oh my god! And then yeah. this thing where they like raise their hands. It's so degrading. I'm like, ooh. Yeah, it sucked. But uh, I, so like I'll predict. So many. I'll predict so that that Biden or that uh, Bernie upsets Biden, and I don't think Biden will quit before Super Tuesday. But I bet. Within a week's time, so a week after Saturday, I bet Biden's done. That's going to be my prediction. He's toast. Mathematically or quits? As in quits. He, he formally quits. Both. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. Because if he doesn't win South Carolina outright, I think he quits. But I, I, even if he gets second place, I think he might stick it out for Super Tuesday just to see what happens. Yeah, I, I don't see anyone dropping before Super Tuesday, uh, least of all Warren, because, you know, uh, Massachusetts takes part in Super Tuesday, if I remember correctly. But that's what I'm saying. She see, I don't I don't think she can even carry her own state, and I think she won't want the the embarrassment. Mm, interesting, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think Biden will take uh, South Carolina, but I, think, I so. think that Bernie will give him a good run for the money. That's, and, it's, I've yeah. been wrong about every prediction so far, so... 
know. yeah, I had no idea it was going to happen, but I guess it doesn't really matter because Trump's going to win. So <laughs> yeah. There's so why the, even bother? Uh, there's the end game. Anyway, get out of here. Oh, for the memes, for the <laughs> entertainment. All right. Have a good night, Thanks, guys. Why am I so mean during pregnancy? No, I like I like this. We love <laughs> have it. Have a good night. I, I like this. Whoops. Uh, he said we simp for it. I'm just abusive to uh, our audience. I accidentally put myself in. I kicked myself out of the live room. You anyway. would. Uh, no, I. <laughs> good one. <laughs> I appreciate uh, a little a little more forcefulness because that helps keep me on the clock. It's Red because I haven't. I didn't go to church yesterday or today, which is extra bad. So what does that mean? You got a like a free sin pass or something? What? No, I just, it's just, this is me giving up. And then I realized I have to give up something for Lent and I don't do anything because I'm pregnant. So I was like, I'm going to give up cussing. And this morning I woke up and I was like, fuck, fuck, motherfucker. I <laughs> fuck totally forgot. Yeah. I, I had to stop. Hmm. You know, it supposedly lowers your blood pressure blonde if you cuss. That's hmm. what I hear. I, I have excellent blood pressure. So <sighs> maybe that is why. That's why. That's why. Yeah, my my uh, wife also wants to get pregnant, and uh, I'm a little worried now. Uh, also, no, knowing because <laughs> she can be a little bit uh, tough. She's tough as nails, to be honest with you. I've heard you're meaner um, when you're carrying a boy, though. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. So, so, uh, so I should aim for, for for a girl. Is that what you're saying? Right. And if you want to have a girl um have sex missionary i think that's that's what you're supposed to do okay <laughs> excellent you is that is that backed by any kind of there's uh... some science that like deep penetration is better for boys because those sperm are faster but die quicker and also like huh. when you do it on your really? cycle so there's a performance happy. difference among the among the it's negligible uh, i know people that have tried to do sex selection and it's failed for them the science behind it I... is dubious i, I don't know hmm. What does it have to do with cycle? I think, I think we, we kind of cut you off there. Oh, I think if you have sex closer to ovulation, uh -huh. in like a deeply penetrative position, that you're more likely to have a boy because oh, of the I speed see. of the sperm. Right, because hmm. it dies faster. Okay, interesting. Um, gross. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I said penetration a lot right there. Thanks. No, no. Yeah. We, we loved it. I mean, <laughs> I'll speak for yourself. <laughs> Susan Wiki Wiki probably doesn't love it, but uh, she can uh, suck my balls. Ah, I have to stop crying. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, on that tr tr transition, uh, Matt, sorry to hear about your mom, your 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 your, your would be mother-in-law. Well, thanks. Um, Appreciate yeah, it. I hope, I hope everything is well. You 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 said that it is, but but uh, yeah, yeah, it it is. Yeah, um, and blonde. So sorry for coming on a little strong uh, last week. I didn't mean to phrase my choices quite as uh, oppositionally, but there is one, one area that we can agree on when it comes to food, uh, which is Indian food. I love Indian food. Yeah, it's so uh, delicious. I think it's the best. Mm. And it's and uh, it's full of carbs, oh, yeah. but I will um, carb it up for for some Indian food. Okay. Uh, All right. Ch 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 choice of topics. Uh, one. <laughs> choice of topics. We, we, you got to get out of here. It's been like here. five minutes. Oh, you have like uh, one last thing. Be swift. Uh, okay. No, that's all right. I, I yield my time. See you guys.
All right. Well, thanks, man. Uh, it's time for another MCNN update. This uh, from uh, Florida or local, I suppose. Local Florida station, MCNN affiliate. This is your MCNN local Florida affiliate, your most trusted name in real news. A Florida man was arrested for pointing lasers at planes landing in a Manatee County airport. He was charged for pointing a laser at an official's eyes, surprisingly without resisting arrest. Local prosecutors are considering dropping all charges due to testimony from the defendant saying that he was trying to thwart these goddamn chinks and their goddamn infected coronas. The resident is a long-time alcoholic and drinks several coronas a day. Officials think he may actually have been doing the state a favor because of the ongoing outbreak. In other news, a Florida man in the Delan area allegedly stole four packs of ribeye steaks. When police arrived, the basketball American stripped naked and meat fell out of his pants. Officers gave chase, but said that it was the most... But said that it was the most meat they had ever seen in a suspect's pants. <laughs> he was subdued after a taser prong stuck him in the genitals. Offer, officers said it was like hitting the broadside of a barn. Oh, okay. um, hang on. Hang on. I, oh. I'm hearing from our producers that there's currently live breaking footage of a robbery taking place. If, if, if you look at your screen now, you'll see a desperate pregnant woman stealing from a poor hate merchant. Let's be quiet oh. for a minute and see what that scene looks like. <laughs> bunch of weirdos you're all weirdos that was commentary on us it's an angry pregnant woman stealing from a poor hate merchant that would make me a poor hate merchant you the angry pregnant lady that, that's, that's what we're pretty getting accurate at. i like the term basketball american that sounds like something <laughs> joe biden would say i'm i'm, I'm big it? in the basketball american community here in south and that's carolina why i'm running for senate and vote for the other Biden. I, I was like, what are you that. talking about, you old man? Someone put him in a home. I'm Joe Biden, and you don't have, I'm running for Senate, and you don't have to vote for me. You can vote for the other Biden, but I'd like it if you voted for me, though. And everybody's, like, cheering. I'm, All right. I'm, what, Sold. What did he even mean? I don't know. I mean, oh God, it, it's... It is, there's an element of sadness that's kind of entering where I, I do feel like, See? dude, just, just go home. I, I, I get where you're coming from. It's like, just go home and live out your years yeah, being a happy grandpa. this is the bucket list on, election. Man. Bloomberg, he's like, oh, I have 20 gajillion dollars. I just, I want to run for president. And then yeah. Biden is like, I'm about to die, so I better do this. It looks like those attacks on Bloomberg are effective, too, in the way that, you know, we were talking about that on Sunday. And. I mean, I think they're bullshit, but to your point, they seem to be resonating, uh, resonating with uh, Democratic voters because it looks like his polling is starting to decline. So, yeah, not that anyone did you ever really believe that Bloomberg when he started pulling up at 20 percent? I thought, come on, like this no, is still outperformed my expectations, as did Amy Klobuchar. Who well, Bloomberg I never... hasn't, we won't even find out till Super Tuesday hasn't even been on a ballot yet. Really? No, he hasn't. Yeah, you know, he's not. He didn't uh, make the ballot in any state, or wasn't on time to make the ballot in any state until Super Tuesday. So he's just in it in preparation for that so far. Uh, anyway, one more before we take a break here at the bottom of the hour. Ayatollah McCheese—that's a good name. Ayatollah. Ayatollah. Hey, right. what up, fam? Ping. <laughs> Is this Kevin? Uh, I kind of—I don't know. It sounds like, kind of like Kevin. It might be. I saw he was in my motherland uh, comments today. Uh oh! What was he doing? He was talking about how he could never get circumcised because his dick is too big, so it didn't even matter. Ayatollah, are you still there? 
Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, so normally I call in to uh, talk about the retarded shit that Matt said, but uh, I actually have something retarded that Ping said recently. (laughs) I say a lot of dumb things. Pregnancy, brain, or something. Also, I'm a chick, so pass. Free pass. Free pass. Chick pass. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we don't do that. But uh, yeah, so uh, a few weeks ago, um, uh, my last Super Chat of the night, you made some comment that uh, you couldn't be supporting traditional values and then making jokes about, you know, dudes cheating on their wives in the in the context of the Kobe Bryant thing. That doesn't sound like something I would say. Oh, you did. <laughs> Wait, what yeah, was the so, what was the super chat? I don't I don't remember doing this. Something about how uh Kobe Bryant hadn't actually done anything wrong with his uh flandery. He had uh he was just patrolling some thought. Yeah, he's married. He was married though. Yeah, yeah, and so obviously that was like a hyperbolic joke, but the uh, the, the kind of the content that uh, you can't, you know, um, you can't criticize. I would argue how much marriage today is traditional, but the idea that you can't kind of argue against a system kind of in in the uh, the funhouse mirror version clown world of what we're experiencing experiencing yeah that's all well and good you know bang your way through a bunch of hot sleuths but just don't get married that's all i'm saying why get married okay why yeah well yeah i certainly wouldn't uh yeah it just doesn't make any sense that's kind of the point gotcha a a bunch of the uh kind of ping fans in the uh the gestalt of this area are, are arguing kind of in the opposite so but yeah yeah no if that's your position then um sounds like you and i are kind of Simpatico on this. Promiscuity is bad for all parties involved. It's worse for women than it is for men. But if you are, if you're hell bent on being promiscuous, I just fail to see why you would ever get married. Once you get married, like you, you can't do both, and people are allowed to think you're a piece of shit for cheating on your spouse. Because why did you get married? And if you're in the yeah, NBA, yeah. why would you get married? You just have pussy thrown at you just twenty four seven. Why would you do that? Also, you're rich, and so you're a target for people. Um, did yeah, we talk yeah, about the Kobe cool. rape claim? Not in detail. There are several. Well, one of them, I, I, I just kind of assumed without doing any research that they were all horseshit. Um, but one of them, the chick went to the hospital like immediately after, and she had lacerations around her neck, and she had vaginal lacerations. Was this the famous one in Colorado, or was this a different one? I'm not sure. Um, but apparently after I heard that, I was like, I have not done enough research to opine on this because the general consensus amongst the right was that these were all just gold digging whores with no evidence. But I'm not really sure that that's the case. Yeah, so you, you, you kind of uh, sort of run against conflicting narratives here. I mean, the, 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 yeah. considering Kobe Bryant, there's a very good chance he was out there doing rape. But uh, women are also extremely likely to accuse that shit when it's not true. So... I guess I just didn't look at the evidence. I just assumed which was the better narrative. Anyway, get out of here, Kevin. Thanks, dude. All right. Hey, hey, condolences, Matt. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, that was really nice of him. I was actually waiting for, yeah, I was waiting for the Kevin dig there, but I think he was, uh, he was sincere. So thank you. Um, Not that I'd be, anyhow. if there's anyone who has permission to make that sort of joke, that'd be the least offensive joke you made. Probably. I get emails about Kevin all the time. What? 
She's like, how can you give this person a platform? And why are you, I thought you were funny and you were just joking about these things until you were so friendly. To, don't make me counter signal people. I'm too lazy. Yeah. Uh, all right. We got to check in with uh, Super Chat. And I got a new tool. Uh, there's a new tool to monitor D live chats too. So I'm able to do that easier now. So uh, appreciate the patience of the D live people. Darth Jones over on D live says for the flu, the flugaloo prepping fund. I like that. The flugaloo, the fourth or the, uh, the soon to come flugaloo. Thank you, Darth Jones. Crypto Crook says uh, to blondes, Fury, I became a U.S. citizen today, and now I'm going to meddle the shit out of U.S. elections. Well, I don't know if that's even, I don't well, know what if that's a joke or if that's uh, real or what. Because if you're from England, that's fine. But if you're from India, go home. What? Uh, you just said you love the restaurants. I, I like the restaurants of many countries that I don't <laughs> think their citizens shouldn't be in the United States. Crypto Crook says, Hi, uh, again, it says, hi, hi, Matt and Blonde, uh, long-time listener, fifth-time supporter now. So love your show, even when it's call-in. Well, appreciate that. Every Wednesday night, call-in show. Unless uh, uh, some weird shit happens. Are we good? Uh, I, I think we're good. Do you, you have any uh, over on Super Chat? Yeah, Warren Harshaw, condolences to Matt's girlfriend and her family. They will be in my purse. Thank you so much. It is well, his thank you. fiance. I, I do have to... I do have to point that out. Thank you. Because if I ever slip and describe her as anything but, she does get irritated. Mm. Yeah. Indeed. Wait until you call her your girlfriend when she's your wife. The thing about the term fiance is it's just a very awkward term to use. So one of the many reasons I'm looking forward to getting married is that I don't have to use that term anymore. Mm. That's uh, maybe not reason number one, but reason, I don't know, three, four, somewhere in yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm telling a story because we only have three other super chats and I do what I want on this show. All right. Um, I, I took my husband to my prenatal class today and we were like, they made us do this stupid art project where on one side of a paper, we wrote all the things that we were afraid of. And then on the second side of the paper, we wrote all the things we were excited about. And like the one side of, of his was really cute, you know, like looking forward to like raising a new life and like building our family. And then on the other side, he wrote lame sex. <laughs> Yeah. And he didn't realize that we had to go around and he wrote it. In, like, he was going to share letters. He, he, he thought it was anonymous or like, well, yeah. we were supposed to draw pictures, but both of us just made lists. And so he in like pastel pink, he wrote lame sex really big. And then he like proudly like lifted up his, I was like, Oh my fucking God, man, we got to hang out. I still have never met your husband. Uh, someday if I got to make the trip that, that just convinced me. Well, I mean, sounds I, was, cool. <laughs> I was reading the one side of his paper and I was like, oh, he's so excited to raise a little girl and he's going to be such a good father. And I love him so much. And then I saw him write that. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> is, is he wrong? No, I mean, on mine, I was like worried about weird vagina. And it was basically <laughs> the same stuff. And we were the only people that talked about either of those things in the whole class. Everybody's like, but I'm everybody else is probably and, thinking it. Yeah. It, yeah. Should we have said it? Should we have? I don't know. Depends on uh, how honest you want to be with that particular environment. Oh, okay. Mandatory carry. Iran created coronavirus to frame the Chinese. Go see mm. the hunted. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm open to conspiracy theorizing about this. I guess so. You know what else I saw? Going back to the origin of it, we were trying to figure out, was it the lab? Was it just the weird bat eating? Was it both? I saw some reports that were saying that the, the doctor, not the doctors, the the whoever works at this lab, these, the, the, I guess they are doctors, whatever, but this lab that does a lot of animal testing that may have developed 
the coronavirus. We don't know. But I, there, there are known other instances where these doctors would sell tested animals to that market. Really? Where it originated. Like weird stuff like that. Oh, hey, this, that this diseased things. bat that we did a bunch of tests on, uh, I, I'm looking to make a little extra bucks. You want it? And they make it into some weird soup. Could be something like that. Could be a profit motive. A little side hustle for side hustle of diseased bats for some weird Chinese doctor. If that is true, then I'm much more inclined to believe this narrative. Could be. I mean, I, to this day, the, the fact that that facility is so close to the origin is too coincidental for me to believe it's purely that. But we'll see. Glass ghost well, I probably hunters. won't, actually. We'll probably never know. But, you know. I don't know. Maybe we will. Glass Ghost Hunter says, keep fighting the good fight and give us a big donation. Oh, well, thank you. I'm not... Uh... Thank Where's you. My, I am not, I'm not prepared, but I owe him a, a Bernie. Here we go. I am not going to be niggardly. Thank you. Keith Johnson is the last one. Um, what are your thoughts on vaccines? Have you ever heard that some are made of past aborted babies? Do you feel this is still ethical if they are good? Um, I've heard that original, that some of the original, like first generation vaccines were made from like stem cells of aborted fetuses. I've heard really? that. Um, I don't know they're definitely not that. anymore. Uh, but you know, it, it's like if they're saving lives at this point in time, then I think they have to be used. What are my thoughts on vaccines? I think that we probably give too many vaccines in such a short period of time, but I think that the majority of them save lives as with everything, there is a cost benefit analysis that needs to be done, but like anti-vaxxers have gone too far. I think, uh, I understand both sides of it and it is, it is, uh, well, I think there's truth to both sides. That is to say, I, I believe the science of vaccines. I believe we've defeated certain diseases through vaccination. I don't think that that's made up or something like that. The other side of it, of course, though, is do you have a right to decide for yourself what goes into your body and the body of your children? I think, generally speaking, you do. There are externalities to not vaccinating uh, yourself or your children. You, you potentially create a risk for other people. So should you be forced on account of that? There's an argument to be made. Um, but I think the other side of it too is, is there a, a massive business interest in forcing those vaccinations? That's also true. So the whole thing's kind of a mess. I think that both sides do have true uh, elements of truth on their side. And to be honest, I don't, have, um, I don't have it specifically ironed out in my head as to what vaccinations should or should not be mandatory if you want to go down the list and check the boxes or something like that. But, but I do think that it's um, that you can say those things are true. Vaccinations tend to work. You also have a right to bodily autonomy. How do we balance that? Wish I had the clean answer to that, but I don't. I mean, you have to look at it from a societal good standpoint. So things that are highly infectious and high more and have a high mortality rate, you have to vaccinate for these things. Like children need to have polio vaccines. I hear of anti-vaxxers all the time. Be like, but we don't have polio anymore. It's like, that's because of vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Does that mean that that should be forced on people? Uh, I mean, it depends on probably. Yeah. I mean, but I don't think we should be giving like hepatitis B vaccines to newborns either. Hmm. So, you know, we've, we've probably gone too far with the number of vaccines and the timetable of vaccines, but like, I don't want to people to be getting measles and polio again. Hmm. 
over on uh, Streamlabs, Raggle Fraggle says, employment opportunity, available positions, audio, video editor, negotiable, probably $25 per video tasks. Take all uh, Beauty and the Beta and call-in show episodes and edit out any and all discussions, mentions, and references of circumcision. Well, if Raggle Fraggle's opera, uh, uh Offering that job opportunity, uh, you can hit him up. I didn't. I don't know if that. I don't think that's being done on our behalf. That's for a separate. I suppose we could create a separate channel where no circumcision talk ever occurs. But no. I think you're gonna have to bl- edit blonde off the show entirely before that. I feel happen. really strongly about it. I don't know what to tell you. Sure, I get it. I understand the principles at play. Of course, but a lot of them are aligned with the exact principles we're talking about with vaccinations. To be honest, a lot of that overlaps. Yeah. Yeah. Like we were talking about it at my prenatal class today and like somebody asked the midwife, um, why would anybody circumcise their kid? Like what are Mm -hmm. the medical benefits? And she was like, well, there really aren't any, but people want their child's penis to look like the father's. And we were like, everybody in the class was like, that's it. That's the only, (laughs) that's the Mm -hmm. only reason you would do it. Ovid is up next. Ovid, you're good to go. Shalom. What's up, man? Get out. <laughs> um, well, it was kind of wet in New Jersey today, so I've got soggy knees. So let's talk about women. What do you think? Okay. Uh, sure. All right. Do you think that there are alpha and beta women just like there are men? Not uh, to the same degree, but um, I think that there are women with like strong masculine personalities that they're trying to fight their whole lives no so specifically i'm talking about like degrees of different perspectives in a relationship because i find myself i'm happily in a relationship so i could talk about this right mm-hmm. so like i could talk myself like see myself like when i'm attracted to people there are people who you're like damn that woman would be a great wife and I would, you know, marry her and start a family and have a happy family and stuff like that. And that would be like, say, alpha. And then you have the I would hit that and walk, you know, and then that would be like beta. And I think that's mm-hmm. like the female equivalent to alpha and to like Chad and beta guys. But I'm, I'm still well, trying to figure out. I don't know if it's a personality head. thing, though, because when I think of like alpha women, I think about women that have a hard time submitting to men Hmm. in which case that would probably fall into your pump and dump category. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, exactly. So it would be the opposite of what you're saying. So the alpha women would be the ones that end up getting pumped and dumped and the beta women would be getting wifed more. Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, I was just viewing alpha and beta as preferable and less preferable. I don't know. It's not a good sexual strategy for women. So I don't know that it's, that it's the same. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I really just wanted to run that by you and see what you guys thought. Is there something that prompted that thought in your head or what? No, just, just thinking, just thinking about, uh, you know, I'm I'm always thinking about sex relationships and things like that. Hmm. All right. How's everything else going, man? I know you were looking for a job and stuff like that. Um, it's good. I'm actually, um, looking right now um i'm i might actually be going back to school i might be looking at nursing programs um because i realized there's a lot of good scholarships for male nurses and i think it's a field that i would probably do pretty good at a lot of people in my life have been telling me for a while to look into it so 
Yeah, that's uh, the the reverse gender gap in the nursing field is pretty extreme. A lot of male yeah. discrimination yeah. going on. But you'll work with <laughs> tons of chicks. That's true. All right. Well, I've used up but my he's, time. He's so. taken, though. Yeah, so he's not looking. Well, if it doesn't work out with your chick, uh, <laughs> nurses are notoriously BTF. That's all I know. Absolutely. If she turns out to be a beta, then. All right. <laughs> See ya. Thank you. I'll catch you guys around. Bye. Have a good night. Seems like that would involve a lot of anatomically correct terms, you know? What, sex with a nurse? Yeah, it seems like they would use the proper terminology for a lot of stuff. Seems like it'd be awkward. Ooh, I'm going to tickle your friend in them now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Ash uh, Wednesday! Sorry, to the, that's not a shot at the nurses out there. You're all great. We appreciate you. That's true. I do have a very dear nurse friend who's been helping me a lot the last week. And Ooh. Neo and Realist, what's up, man? Hey. I'm not hearing you guys. Uh, you can't hear us at all? Blonde, can, you want to test him? Frenulum. Want to skip me for a minute? Frenulum. Yeah, I'll try to bring you back. Uh, if you're able to hear the stream, uh, Neo, I'll, I'll check back with you in a couple callers, and we'll see if... Uh, I don't know what's going on there, why that would happen, but I'll come back to you in, uh, in a couple. Uh, Romanus... Romanus, you're up. You're good to go. Oh, sorry, just putting you guys on mute. Can you hear us? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, firstly, Matt, uh, condolences, man. Heard your announcement about uh your funeral and the death in your family. So sorry to hear that, buddy. Oh well, thanks. Thank I appreciate it. Yeah. No, oh, good. Um, I was actually gonna pardon me. I was gonna touch on a uh, kung flu uh, today, but before I uh get to that, I was um. I was just going to say, you know, obviously our news coverage here in Australia isn't that great about the debates, but um, yeah, it just seems the Dems just keep making it worse and worse for themselves. Yeah. It's rather amusing. I, I, I only caught the last half of the debate last night while I was doing some work, and um, I listened until they were, it, it was, the candidates were not good, but the moderators were honestly worse, in my opinion. There were several instances of them just yelling at each other unmitigated. And it was really annoying. It was unlistenable. It was like a terrible YouTube debate style yeah. thing, you know? It's kind of indicative, though, of you know an ideology that's just, uh, you might say, across the board, low T. Like, they have no organizational skills. <laughs> well, the moderators were a bunch of chicks. That's true. <laughs> mm, there you go. Uh, but, um, um, oh, sorry, sorry go, you go No, no, you go. I, I lost my I lost my thought actually no, for a my, second. My well, well there, I, what I was going to say is it's just everybody on the stage seemed so angry, unhappy, and had nothing good to say about the country. Which it's it, I'm not asking you to go up there and just talk endlessly about how America is the greatest country in the world or whatever. I don't live in a fantasy land. I don't need you to prop up my fantasy. But yeah, do, do you like living here or not? That's I think that's a fair question after hearing these. Yeah, Blonde is looking the other. I'll be curious what country you're you're thinking about moving to, Blonde. Oh, Bangladesh, but, uh, for sure. <laughs> Actually, I could see you moving to a Muslim country as a close second. Well, I don't want to be the only white person around. That sounds terrible. You'll, well, you'll be like, well, they got some things right over here, and at least I can't yes, drive. Blonde, you, can, you can wear a niqab and you can like disguise your ethnicity with the exception yeah. of your eyes. No, but, but seriously speaking, it is... It, it, they they're not they're not appreciating this country or the things that are supposed to be great about this country. I, I saw Ruben tweeting. I think he's exactly right. How many how many times do they mention liberty, freedom, uh, patriotism, general American apple pie type stuff? 
Hardly ever. Yeah. Never comes up. Well, for, for me personally, it's why when people sort of say, oh, you know, the whole left-right paradigm, as, and as insufficient as that generally is, I sort of say I have the utmost gripes with left-wing politics because if you take it to log its logical conclusion, it's based in critical theory and it's based in dismantling mm. Western civilization. And at some point in time, they have to drop the disguise of pretending to care or pretending to like what Western civilization is and they yeah. must destroy it. It, it well, like ultimately that's where it lies like if you cut all the bs away that's that's the absolute crux of all left-wing philosophy since marx it's just you know destructive the way it is yeah yeah i i was when i was listening to prager when i was working on that samantha b type stuff that was the point that he made like fundamentally a left the left-wing perspective is destructive as opposed to constructive it never builds it only destroys and that's the kind of yeah. thing that that i used to want like in my previous perspectives i would want to look at that and say well that's way too simple come on uh, it's not that simple but is uh, it doesn't seem that off that far off i i'm telling you just in whether you're talking about people online or just in your day-to-day -day encounters fundamentally the more progressive a person is it tends to correspond with resentment and a belief that people who have things shouldn't have them and things should be taken away from them or things should be torn down or things should be uh, fundamentally, it's all built on a revolution, right? We got to tear everything down and start over as opposed to appreciate what we have. Well, that's it. And the thing is, the ultimate litmus test I sort of have when I enter these discussions, not that I really do much anymore, but it's, and I hate to reference Peterson because um, we all know he's got his own failings, but he actually raised a really interesting point about the, you know, the leftists who's on the jumbo jet on their iMac, you know, typing away, criticizing western civilization capitalism and that's yeah. it what the left criticize force them to admit or at least force them into a position of having to admit that they can't live with the things they criticize or without the society they criticize for a period of time to forego the things that they hate so much and then come back and then try and offer that same critique after that proof you might say of the contrary because you know it's funny we've been talking about like bangladesh and kung flu and whatever and i, I know i've been on a bit already but you know, it's funny that you're talking about the civilization, which, you know, at the very basis point, um, when I was on a long time ago, we had a discussion about Bangalore and Rome and aqueducts and water supply and whatnot. You know, Europe, for instance, it was like the first society that, you know, built latrines for public purposes and public fountains and like use utensils. You know, we're talking about uh, Indian cuisine and using your hands to eat and whatnot. It's like, well, I place my value on a society that prepares its food on tables and not squatting in a street. Um, if that makes me culinary racist, then so be it. But, you know, at that, at that, at that, at that small point, at that tiny observation, people need to think about it because, yeah. you know, if the left get their way and you, and you take their ideology to their logical con conclusion, it's a very, very dangerous place to be. And it's sort of fraught for all of us. And these people who are debating in, in the democratic primaries or let's say labor, Australia, British, Australian labor, whatever, um, that's what they're appealing to. Yeah. It's a frightening thought. Yeah, it's it's fundamentally a perspective that's like the people who have something did it wrong and they should ha they should be forced to do it another way or we should take it from them. I think fundamentally we need to to restore a society where if you look at something someone else has or something someone else is doing and you don't like it, the immediate response needs to be do it better yourself. If there's something about the world that you don't like, make it better yourself. Build your own thing, do your own thing. Not, don't don't go bully or try to control someone else's thing and make them do it your way. Do it yourself, but they never want to. 
that's it. Anyway, I was going to touch on Kung Fu, but I'll um I'll call in next week because I actually had some historical comparisons for you. So um I'll leave the the playing field to others. But thank you very much, guys. Do you think and, uh, we'll survive to next week, or are we all going to be gone by then? Oh well, I mean, in the end, I have running water and uh you know utensils. <laughs> so I'll do my best. Okay. But you Good guys you. Uh, take care and everyone in the chat. And um next time, catches. Thanks, man. Okay, I'm going to take Tails' call and then remind me to check back with Neo and Realist. We'll see if we can get him going. I don't want to leave him hanging. Tails, you're good to go. Hello? Yeah, what's on your mind? Hey, uh, how are y'all doing today? We're all right. Cool. Uh, can, I guess I, I should wish you condolences on your loss there, Matt. Hopefully well, everything's thank you. going good for you there. And yeah, everything everything is good. Everybody's being so kind. I appreciate that. And I guess it's been a while since I called in, so I also like congratulate you on your pending nuptials and congratulate Blonde on her pending baby. Thank well, you. Thanks. Even though Much it's a girl, it. I appreciate that. <laughs> Even though it's a future transgender Muslim. I will be on an episode of Dateline, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be uh, an episode with Desmond, uh, a two-part, two-part oh. series. Yeah, it'll be Blonde's leftist conversion. She was always there. Uh, no, I was just uh, wanted to call in today because I don't know if y'all had heard about uh, Pete Buttigieg. Uh, he was doing like a town hall or something. Mm-hmm. And like some kid supposedly wanted yeah. to like come out or come whatever. Out, yeah. Some yeah. nine-year-old kid. Yeah. yeah. So I had like, so I saw a bunch of people like I guess on conservative Twitter talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I might have been missing something there because mm-hmm. they were basically saying like, you know, he doesn't even know if he's gay. He's too young to be thinking about that kind of stuff. Like he doesn't even know what he's attracted to and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I kind of get the point because like, you know, you they were basically saying like you have to be after puberty to know stuff like that. But I feel like the A, I've heard of like kids going through puberty pretty young these days. But then also more importantly to me, I personally remember having like crushes like in kindergarten and first grade. Like, I don't really understand, like, how he just for sure can't know. Well, here's the thing. It's not, it's, we were talking a little bit about it on Sunday. It's not a, a rip on the kid. First of all, there are multi, here are the multiple points of criticism. First of all, I don't believe for a second that the kid went to his mom unprompted and said, mm-hmm. you know, I'm gay and I would like to come out before Pete Buttigieg on stage. Will you help me do this? I, I 100% guarantee you this is mom's nudging to get this to happen and to put her child on display so that she can have her more moment of glory to have everybody cheering and chanting. And that's the second point of criticism. It's not the kid necessarily. It's that all these adults are there chanting. Love is love. Love is love. And nobody's there saying it's a kid. He probably will change. Yeah. Probably a phase. It's the sexuality of, of a kid. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if it's a child going, like we said on Sunday, I don't care if it's a, if it's a straight boy or a straight girl, whatever that is at nine years old, I'm not going to cheer for the sexuality or the sexualization of that kid under any circumstances, gay, straight, trans, whatever. I think that's really weird. So the, for all the adults involved, those are the people deserving the criticism for the kid. Given how I think this played out, I actually have a little bit of sympathy. I think he was put up as a prop for a political agenda. And based on his mannerisms and on his behavior, he wasn't saying that much. He was just kind of standing there. You know, he gave Pete Buttigieg a little gift and then just stood there. And I guess everyone was was cheering for him. And that's about it. 
No, I mean, and like the context of the actual clip, I feel like it's exactly kind of like how you're saying it. But it was my reaction was more to how conservative Twitter was reacting to like Mm. you were talking about the sexualization part. I totally agree with that. But I also feel like sex isn't necessarily the same as love or like that's what I was relating to with my own experience of like having crushes at a young age or like seeing the other like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like. I there's something that's an, I don't automatically when like someone says that they're gay or straight I don't think especially if they do do it when they're like younger like that it means like something sexual it might just be more like I guess I just don't see how you divorce the two I mean gay is fundamentally a, a sexual orientation you know um, yeah but it the way that I interpret like orientation is just attraction though right so I feel like attraction can be sexual attraction but I feel like it could also be like non-sexual attraction like how like well, asexual people are and, attracted to each other and, stuff. and that's the thing at nine years old do you know the difference is does this does this kid know that he's gay i i, I mean, highly I, doubt that well if he knows that like he thinks a boy is cute or like a like you know what i mean like if he knows that like if he gets that special kind of butterfly in your stomach feeling like i don't know if you can tell exactly what that is and i do agree that like there could be phases and all that stuff but like if he thinks he's got like that butterfly feeling which is pretty distinct than all the other feelings like yeah, at 9 i feel like he but i don't know that. that i even really care if he thinks he's gay or if he is gay it's yeah. that he can never come back for that from this because of the public 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 help me out words publicity or public display yeah but like can't he just like turn out to be like bi or actually say it was a phase and like and be like he's you know late teens early adulthood he probably won't be recognizable as that kid anymore though i mean who's gonna remember him as i don't think he he should be given the option i mean he's lucky he's asian so he looks like a billion other people (laughs) but if he was like some distinctive looking like white kid then he'd be totally fucked He'd be screwed. I don't know. Sorry. When I saw him at first, Blonde, I thought he could be your son. Like, <laughs> Get out right. of here. All right. Final thought if you want it. <laughs> no, that's all. Y'all all have right. a good Thanks, night. Thanks, man. Let's try Neil and Realist real quick uh, before we take a break. Hey, can you uh, you hear us all right now? Yeah, it's all good. Sorry about that. No problem. Uh, condolences on your family situation there. Oh, well, thanks. And uh, on that, la- it's not my topic I called on, but on that last one that you were talking about, I have to agree with Borum blonde's perspective on that hmm. where you're talking about a kid it's yeah. like i i'm of the mindset of if you couldn't explain it to your grandparents like say in the 1940s they just would never let that happen where you'd have a kid coming out at nine years old oh yeah 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 i mean and, and maybe maybe that is uh, we've talked about this on sunday we talked about a little bit with the caller gay people i do know say that they knew at a pretty early age like we're saying that's that's all well and good i'm not maybe the kid does turn out to be gay the, the question is are we going to seal clap for that sort of thing are we going to yeah, yeah I, anyway, know. I think that's that whole thing's bizarre i reason i called was about the uh i think i uh messaged you on it the south korean uh, apocalypse cult oh yeah i so i i didn't get uh all the details on this but i would like an explanation because it seems kind of complex well, more stuff has come out. I mean, so oh, just real brief. The, they had this situation where now the South Korean government is looking for all these uh, cultists. There's like a thousand of them that were in the church where the lady infected them. She came from Wuhan, this patient 31 lady. She infects them. 
about 500 of them are not showing symptoms. She attended like a four or five hour service. There's mm. 300 of them missing. They don't know where they are. And now the government just like, we've got to test every single member of this cult. And there's like 200,000 of them in South Korea. Oh my God. So, okay. So they're not saying this is the origin of coronavirus, but that they have some part or purpose in spreading it basically. Well, the conspiracy theory is that they opened that church in Wuhan and that they oh. converted someone uh, that in the lab. Because the thing with the oh. thing with the wet, so it the could be market, the origin then. The wet market has been debunked. I, I don't know if you heard Senator Tom Cotton and it, I think even Marco Rubio backed them up. They said that's not that's not the origin. That's the that's the bat soup market. Now they're saying that's not it. Well, it couldn't be because the first study that was put out by China, their first forty one cases. Three out of the first four cases had nothing to do with the wet market. And the first mm. case that showed up was two weeks before the first person that mm. had anything to do with the wet market got it. So it's like, they don't know what it is, but they don't think it's the wet market. Okay. But the thing is, so they that cult opened a church in Wuhan and it was bringing people from Wuhan into South Korea to convert them. And this church is apparently, they've got... Even the Church of England has a warning about this cult. There's, they do some weird shit where they infiltrate Christian churches from the inside and take them over. It's, it's a bizarre uh, cult. When you say warning, though, have they behaved violently or are they doing no, criminal things or not, what are they doing? It's not violence. They'll join a church under false auspices mm -hmm. and, and they'll try to like convert members of that church and try to get into leadership positions. Okay. And then they sort of like take the church over from the inside. And then it's, they give you coronavirus. No, nah, the, the thing with the <laughs> whether it's deliberate or not, who could tell? But they're behaving very weird. And it's weird that they sent 31 people infected with coronavirus to Israel first. They sent some unknown number of people that are infected to Iran. Then, yeah, this whole thing in Italy. And they knew, is it established that they knew these people were infected and sent them for some unknown purpose? Well, just today, that, that flight attendant that tested positive uh, out of Los Angeles, mm -hmm. it's found out that she was on a plane with these cultists mm. on a flight uh, from Tel Aviv to uh, South Korea. And that's where okay. she got it from. So it's like everywhere you look, the spread of this disease it's, it's, has some kind of like tangential connection to this group. Do we have any insight about the method by which they're spreading it? Is it just they go onto a plane and they cough a lot or are they doing something more direct? What are they doing? Well, here's the thing, this strange thing. There, there were a lot of videos that came out of Wuhan where you saw people actually spitting on elevator buttons. I don't know if you saw, I saw that. that. Whoa. Yeah. Or licking their, their fingers and like wetting the car door handles as they went down the street. Wow. Now, I'm not saying those are members of the cult, but it just seems strange to me that you had so many examples of people doing that kind of deliberate stuff. Yeah, like what, what other explanation for that sort of behavior would there be? But, you know, I can't connect the cult to that because, you know, it's just surveillance video of people mm -hmm. doing crazy shit. So, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's amazing. If you look, there's an, this came out today where the South Korean government put out that announcement that they've, They've only tested 15,000 people in their whole country. There's 200,000 people in this cult and they've just ordered, they got to find them all and test them all. And I found that very strange. All right. Well, we got to let you go, but, uh, yeah. but uh, if people are interested in this sort of stuff, I know you've been covering it a lot on your channel. So I, and I have one of um, your, 
one of your uh, coronavirus videos uh, from a few weeks ago about the hospital on my community page on the website. So if people want to check out Neo and Realist coverage oh, and a lot you. more information on coronavirus, head over to my website. You can find them there. Awesome. Uh, have a good night, man. You too. Mm. Um, okay. We were due for a break. Take a quick break. Okay. Uh, Crypto Crook also said, guys, you're not paying attention over on DLive. Guys, you're not paying attention. I'm going to meddle with U.S. elections. Which country does that? I, is this a Russia reference? I, I guess over, so. It's over my head. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he's a legit Russian immigrant or if he's just a Russian bot or or what. Hmm. But thank you, Crypto Crook. Uh, are you done? Uh, on DLive, yeah, I can check Streamlabs really quick. Rumpley Depew, you mentioned circumcision. Being circed saved my eyes. I was born without eyelids. Fast-thinking doc circumcised me and sewed the skin where my eyelids should be all good now, except I'm a little cockeyed. <laughs> Boo. Wow. Okay. That one. Uh, Seth Hegler. Uh, sadly, <laughs> I had to miss Ash Wednesday because of my work. At least I could catch up on some beauty in the beta. Still, Walmart sucks. Well, thanks for tuning in. Are you, oh, are you listening while you're... What's the Walmart thing? Listening while you're perfect, patrolling right? Walmart or working at Walmart? Yeah. Um, Wedge Talent, have you heard over half of Reddit, the Donald mods have been removed by the site admins and new mods must be selected from an admin vetted list? That's bullshit. Oh, I didn't even know Reddit was still They already quarantined it too. If you try to go look at... at uh, I'm not a big Reddit guy, but if you try to go look at... Uh, r slash the donald or whatever it is uh it, it it gives you a warning are you sure you want to enter into this dangerous place yeah uh kevin flanagan lol at ping's husband being a giant cuck imagine relying on a woman to make sex interesting <laughs> fair enough All right. um, i don't know if that's gay or if it's masturbatory uh, whatever quantum football the only thing sexier than a conservative mom is a conservative pregnant chick this thing that pregnant women are hot is a weird fetish because you literally can't get that woman pregnant. It's why, why it's like kind of cucked. And it's not, it's definitely not my thing. Yeah. I mean, I understand like wanting to bang the woman that's already carrying your child. I, uh, how much do I want to say here? It's a trap. Probably almost none. Cause both she could be listening and my parents could be listening. Oh, she's listening. Like a... She's in the live chat right now. <laughs> so she is hanging out. Mm -hmm. Well, don't say that. You'll out her. There's probably not that many people in the live chat on the Wednesday night. I don't know. She was in the live chat two weeks ago, but is not right now. I guess I just worry about the prospect when she's pregnant. I, I don't know. It just, it Are you worried weird. about poking the baby? It just seems weird. The, the whole thing seems weird. Why? It just, it just Do seems Do you want to not have sex for nine months? I'm not saying... I don't want to or whatever. It just seems like it's seems like it's going to be really weird. That's all, especially in later stages. Uh, you just do it. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. All right. You just don't worry about it and focus on the boobs because everything else goes to shit. Well, it must be lame if your husband is right. It must be super lame. <laughs> no, he's worried about lame. Sex. Oh, it's not lame yet. It's, it's not lame. lame yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, quantum football. The only thing sexier than a concert. I just read that one. Hey, Ted Shine, uh, smallpox, not polio. There's still polio in mudslime country. Ooh. Ooh. That's a, uh, well, it's a Wednesday show. Fuck it. It is. Sorry, Susan. Nobody listens to this, uh, except for your parents and your fiance. I'm really sorry. <laughs> They're like half the audience. Mr. and Mrs. Christensen. 
They're very nice. They must really love you to allow you to continue to do this. They're big fans. I, I know that. Yeah, big That's fans. Shocking to me. So shocking. Uh, no, my my parents are like they they like a, a they like a little mischief privately, but they're very private people. They'll laugh at like a, a spicy joke, but they're they're not going to tell one in a public setting. They're Absolutely proper not. scandos, then. Yeah, very polite. Um, Jacob, I like curry. I do, but now that we've got the recipe. Is there really any need for them to stay blonde Rowan Atkinson conservative <laughs> conference? Um, yeah. I mean, we say that all the time. It was the, it was the famous Uzbek guy, right? Yeah. The With guy the who, lottery. Was, he's the guy who drove the home Depot truck down the Manhattan running trail. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know why we were talking about it, but it's like, why, why is this he, guy here? Cause we were talking about it in the context of the diverse, uh, diversity visa waiver or whatever the lottery is. And it's like, yeah, what, wh- why would we choose immigrants from countries specifically because we haven't chosen from those countries on a merit-based system? That's what we're doing. Yeah. We, you, you have, we look, we evaluate where most of our immigrants are coming from. And then we say, well, that's weird. We didn't pick any Uzbeks mostly because it's not a lot of, uh, not a lot of Uzbek merit that wants to come here. I mean, I will say. <laughs> we say, we got to bring some in. Some Indian food is complicated to cook and I've never had better Indian meals from white people. Whereas I've definitely had better Mexican food from white people before. Ooh, culturally appropriated. It's real easy to make. Isn't there something to be said for an authentic, you know, taco truck? Those are pretty legit. Yeah. But an authentic taco truck could be created by white hipsters that like learned how to make tortillas in Guadalajara. I think they do that. I think they do that in this town. But remember, there was that yeah, truck fine. in okay. Portland that got in trouble for exactly that. It was like white chicks running a taco truck. And I and bet their burritos were delicious. I'm sure. It's, it's Some are better than others, but it's pretty hard to make uh, like a burrito terrible. It's yeah. pretty hard. Yeah, but but it is very easy to make Indian food terrible. Yeah, there's, a lot, there's you know, spice ratios and things like that. Anyway, so two Indian people can come into this country to make Indian food <laughs> and to teach white people how to do it. And then the rest have to go back. What about um, the seven 11s? Uh, I'm pretty sure white people can handle that. <laughs> okay. Kevin Flanagan, Mo Western civilization. Yes. How far West a region was the determining factor. This explains why Western cultures were all Maya, nothing to do with Aboriginal Europeans. Okay. I've got to really read his, that, that one was fine, but. Uh, Michael Anderson regarding finding pregnant women hot could be an evolutionary behavior to keep males with pregnant females to protect, provide for them rather than running off with a fit 19 year old. Yeah, maybe, but that doesn't make any sense when you want to bang somebody that's not carrying your child. Like I could see my perspective changing when it's my wife and my kid. Maybe there is some natural element to that. But if it's like someone else's wife and kid, that that's weird, really weird to yeah. me. I, whatever floats your boat. I'm not trying to take shots, but I, I don't understand it. I mean, I think it's certainly weirder than like a foot fetish. I also don't get that. Feet are gross, man. I don't get it either. But in terms of like fetishes, I find that one of the less offensive ones. Mm. I don't we have talked too much about this. Yeah, let's hop back into the calls. We got 20 minutes left, so. Yeah. We'll check in with uh, uh, Super Chat Streamlabs D Live at the end of the show as well. Uh, Do you ever have this realization that the internet's forever, like while you're talking? I mean, it's not really. I I could delete my entire channel if I want. I could nuke it all. Yeah, there's still some lingering stuff out there. There's so much content that. Anyway, 
What's up, man? Hey, how you guys going? Um, did you guys? I'm surprised no one's actually brought it up. Did you guys hear the thing from Bernie? It was originally on, I think it was 60 Minutes, and then he was asked about it again at the town hall, I think, about um, you know, Castro, uh, Castro uh, was you know horrible and you know dictatorship and mm-hmm. you know all that sort of stuff. But he had a really good literacy program. Yeah. Why do people keep saying that? It probably just killed all the illiterate people. Well, and it's like government reported information too. So how can anybody possibly know that that's true? But well, that's the first thing. But I, it just really bugs me because I think this is a larger problem that, especially the Democrats have of, we like the system that they have in Sweden for this thing, or you know, Cuba had a good um, literacy program. It really frustrates me because they try to take those things out of the larger context of the society and say, well, we can just replicate them without keeping in mind what happened. I mean, that Cuba thing, there should be a million questions that should have been followed up on that in terms of the, the first one you already hit on of, well, that's government reported information. How do we know that's even accurate? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, even then things like, yeah, but why were they introducing the literacy program? Was it simply so people could read the propaganda that maybe they were sending out? Was it so that, you know, you know, like what, what is the reason behind it? How did they enact it? Was it, you know, violent and aggressive in order to actually enact it and make sure, you know, the idea of, well, they have good literacy. Well, that there's still a lot of follow-up questions that need to go from that. And I just, I'm just, I'm wondering what you guys think because I'm just finding it frustrating that, you know, anytime they talk about something, they remove it from the overall context and say, doesn't mean you can necessarily replicate it here or that you might not want to. Because, like Cuba, for example, who knows what they've done to get some of the stuff that gets praised there. Yeah. I mean, we don't generally have a literacy problem here, so we will not have to replicate that. Thank, uh, thank God. <laughs> but, but I, I, I haven't, I guess I haven't thought much about the, uh, pressing for specifics on the Castro regime or whatever. The politics of this are just really weird. And yeah. you know, I've heard Sargon talking about this and sticks and the rest, but they're all raising the same, uh, variations of the same point, which I think is right on it, just politically speaking. I mean, it goes to show that Bernie is such an ideologue that, that purity and faith, uh, faithfulness to the ideology is, is far more important than, uh, practical politics. And part of that is why people like him so much on that side of the aisle. They, they think that he's willing to say ideologically pure, unpopular things, as opposed to pandering or trying to pick up votes by saying things he doesn't actually believe in but just practically speaking politically it's so easy to say like uh, yeah I'm, i i disavow authoritarianism uh, yeah. castro the you know chinese regime they they're all authoritarians that's not the way i run, want to run things they're doing it wrong i disavow them and nobody on the hard left is going to be disappointed or sad or or demand that bernie stick up for fidel nobody He's not going to lose any votes by disavowing Fidel, but he's so into the ideology that for whatever reason, he he goes to bat for Fidel as much as he can. I mean, obviously, I'm no, I'm not going to join the the pitchfork mob that demands Bernie apologize for his Fidel references or his Fidel praise. I, I'm not into like browbeating people into uh, accepting a certain perspective as we talk about on the show all the time. That said, I'm very confused just as a matter of his own decision-making that he has decided this is a smart thing to do to really dig in his heels for Fidel Castro at every chance that he can. 
the only way that makes sense is if you are a true believer, man. And say what you will about Bernie Sanders. I think everything that comes out of his mouth is absolute nonsense. But the guy is a true believer. Uh, you can't take yeah, that away from him. True. Yeah. But again, in terms of that, it, it seems like an odd, you know, the idea of, well, they had some good results. Like, yeah, but again, you can't remove context. They may have had good results in your mind, but based on having to do awful things. And so you can't then criticize the awful things if you want the good results because you need to recognize that maybe they got the good results because they had to do awful things to get yeah. them. Yeah. You can get people to do good things by force. You can take a gun, put people at gunpoint, and make them do yeah, it's good amazing. things. That's right. It's amazing what people do if you if they think, well, it's either that or I'm going to die. Yeah. Well, yes, people tend to be quite motivated then. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Last word if you want it. Um, yeah, let's do a quick Australian Word of the Week. I haven't caught in for a couple of weeks. Okay. Uh, you're probably never going to guess this one, but we'll see. Goon bag. G O O N bag. Can I get a uh, sentence? So I went to the so uh, I went to the party and I brought along a goon bag. It's a like a fat Asian prostitute. <laughs> it's not a racial term. Oh. And Matt, you're pretty you were you were actually pretty close with that. Okay, bag of something. Bag of what would you take to a party? Uh, I don't know. Are we talking drugs or are we talking something else? Uh, technically, it's a drug, yeah. Technically. Uh, I don't know. Is it a bag what? of wine? There you go. Oh, bagged yeah. wine. Yeah, you know. Like uh, box yeah, box, wine. Yeah. You know, bo yeah, box wine and you got that yeah. silvery bag inside. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's often goon called bag. a goon bag here in Australia. Because it makes you a goon or what? I, I don't know. Well, I'll be honest. I don't know why. But yeah. <laughs> It's a all common right. term here in Australia. So. Remarkable that's not a racial slur, but all right. Uh, it's close to a few. Yeah, Cram it, it, it you does goon sound bag. like one. Yeah, it does sound like one, yeah. Yeah, but take your pick. <laughs> coon bag, boon bag, you know, whatever. <laughs> coon bag. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> all right. See you the beta clips. Are you watching? <laughs> See you, man. Well, you guys have a good night. Bye. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh Back off. Back. <laughs> well, now we get a, a replay of it. Uh, fack off. You're good to go. If you're hey, guys. Hi. Uh, I was the... Um, let me put you guys off. Sorry. Sure. Uh, I was the guy they called maybe like uh, three weeks ago. I was uh, lusting all over Blonde like crazy. Oh, yeah. How could I forget? <laughs> I'm sure Blonde didn't forget. Hey Hopefully there. not. Hi, Blonde. How are you? Hi. Good. How are you? Good. Okay. Uh, this time, this time, I actually have a serious question. Besides talking about how beautiful Blonde is and blah blah blah. Is it about so. circumcision? No, it's about abortion. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, at least you remember that I that I was uh, that I agree with Blonde on, on abortion. That's pretty cool. Okay. And oh my God, Blonde, I absolutely love your smile. Okay, I gotta stop. <laughs> uh, okay, ready? So I, I wrote it down because. Uh, uh, so I don't fuck up. So I don't um, um, fuck everything up. So ready? Here we go. Yeah. Uh, so in regards to abortion, uh, I'm someone who is vehemently, I hopefully, hopefully use that right, vehemently against abortion. So I find myself arguing with friends, coworkers, family members uh, uh, in the regular about that topic. So 
after years of losing and winning some debates, I've come to the realization that winning the debate doesn't really matter because uh, you're either going to get one of two results. Either they're going to leave the debate pissed and excited to go and kill a baby <laughs> or, <laughs> or, wow. uh, or happy that they won the debate and are excited to spread the good news, right? Uh-huh. So, um, so I guess I need you guys. So I, I kind of want to like extend an olive branch per se. I want to, mm. as cliche as it sounds, I want to be able to win them over, yeah, win their hearts over instead of just beating them at a debate, mm-hmm. right? So if I change their hearts, and I know it sounds extremely cliche, but if I change their heart about essentially, just can you guys give me some um, um, guidance into into what approach I can take? Probably not blonde because blonde would just say, "Ah, fuck them all," and call them you know, fucking retarded and <laughs> yeah, call them retarded. So, um, but but either one of you guys' um, uh, advice would be great. Well, and blonde, if you have thoughts on this one, go for it. I certainly do. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I'm fatalistic about this because I just feel like people are difficult to persuade. So this is kind of a Matt question because he's still in that phase where he's like, people can be <laughs> persuaded with reason and evidence or something stupid like that. Oh, it's a phase. (laughs) All right. Um, No, I I think that you that you're the uh, the way that you're framing this is exactly right. When I think about the way that my mind has been changed on a lot of things, from guns to even abortion included or other issues, Mm -hmm. the people who got who who changed my perspective didn't tell me like no no this is the correct view. Here's why, and here's why you're wrong because nobody. Nobody wants to feel like they're dumb or they're wrong yeah. or they're defeated. All of those people came to me assuming my good intentions and and basically taking the Socratic method with me and asking me, okay, your your position or your opinion is this or something in this area. Why? What are the principles from which you're operating? Or what are the values from which you're operating that get you there? So in the case of um, in the case of abortion, maybe it's people who say, well, fundamentally you think uh, killing a person is wrong, right? Well, why do you think that? I mean, you just try to explain why you think that's wrong. Okay. So you, this is why you think murder is wrong. This is why you think killing a person is wrong. You, you, then you take that into the context of an unborn child. You try to get them to flesh out why they think the taking of the life of an unborn child is, is fundamentally different from the taking of the life of an adult or any other person. And for yeah. me, on that, it doesn't matter whether it's abortion, whether it's guns or anything else. When you just uh, question someone kindly, you're not trying to be confrontational or agitate them. You're just making a good faith effort to understand their opinion. And when you allow them to realize that they have some conflict in their own perspective or contradiction or things that don't necessarily make sense with their first principles or their first values... They're not going to tell you on the spot, like, oh, you know what? You just changed my mind. Congratulations, handshake. Uh, they're going to they're so. go home and they're going to think about it. And that's what happened for me for months at a time until I realized, like, yeah, my perspective on guns is wrong and inconsistent with the rest of my views. My perspective on abortion is wrong and inconsistent with the rest of my views. They'll probably never admit it to you that, like, yeah, man, you're the one that, that got me to think about these things. Mm-hmm. But you, you're... you're um, your tendency or what you're describing is exactly right. You want them to get there themselves, not you okay, to, to push them yeah. there. I yeah. guess my job is to like kindly plant the seed and then hopefully exactly. it, 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 um, 
<laughs> it grows into into reason for them. Exactly. I guess. You, uh, but I guess you, you you can't. Well, I guess. Yeah. You that, just want to ask questions in a way that comes off like it's not even comes off like it is in a way that is in good faith. Yeah, that I'm not trying to make them feel silly. Or exactly. Like, what, what are you doing? You're killing a child, you moron. Exactly. Fuck and that, that's an art. It's difficult to do, especially on issues like abortion, where people are rightfully passionate about that sort of thing. Yeah, and you can't, but yeah, I guess you can't really feel good about, about the result either because you, you don't see the result. You just kind of hope, you can take it in good faith that it's eventually going to uh, produce something good. I guarantee you, yeah, it, it happens. I've seen it. I've seen it happen not only with myself, but with friends of mine who I talk to regularly. Who uh, I, you know, I've seen total. I've seen people totally change political perspective over the course of a year or so, myself included. And mm -hmm. uh, and you know, it's just because of good faith conversations that you had. Yeah. All right, that's great advice. Yeah, man. Sounds like uh, sounds like you're heading your hearts in the right place. So you'll you'll probably be successful. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what Blonde says. <laughs> I it's love just a blonde, theory. So, just blonde, a you're awesome. Regardless yeah. of, of your the crazy shit you say most of the time, <laughs> you're well, wonderful. Thank you so, so much. Thanks for calling. Um, uh, um, I still get my last word, right? Oh, All yeah. right, got to be quick uh, though. Yes. Well, um, um, I'm promoting someone else's channel, which I think everyone in here will actually love because it's a it's a second version of it's like Matt and Blonde point two. Okay. So they're called uh, on unsafe space. Look them up, guys. Follow them. They're awesome. They're it's essentially Matt and Blonde, but like they're daily. So wait a minute, daily us? No, follow our yeah. show weekly Sunday night. Well, <laughs> I appreciate. You gotta it. check this out. All right, uh, bye, bye, Blonde. Bye. And Matt, you too. Thanks, man. Oh, this is happening. Uh -oh. They are daily. Wow. You guys will get tired. Man, if you can if you can keep up the energy daily, good for you. I don't know how people I don't, do it. I don't think I can do it. I I would need staff to do it for sure. Uh, looks like we're due for another MCNN update. But we have two calls left, so choose wisely. Well, we got two. We got two, three MCNNs coming ah. up next. But you guys have changed your name so much, I can't tell who's who. I think this is the right one. Myth, are you the per you're the MCN? Yeah, this is the right one. Fuck it, MC I'll do it live. Okay, all right. I'll write it and I'll do it live. Okay. <clears throat> so sorry, sorry, sorry about that. Uh, break breaking news coming out of Matt Christian News Network. MCNN has a massive <clears throat> expansion tonight, as you guys have seen. Uh, new in the Colin Show server. Our modest fountain pen loving admin has left the server. I would like that a moment true. of respect oh, for really? Antiba. Uh, yes, press F to pay respect to our, our former admin uh, Legalize, who, who has taken a break. Breaking expose coming out enthusiast. of MCNN inside journalists. A massive uh, catastrophe was stopped when we discovered users of the Beauty and the Beta meetup site were using it to plot a synagogue shooting. Don't, Jesus Christ! We discovered dude. our. Don't even when, joke about shit like when, when that. When our in, when our insider discovered it, he said, "How could someone have so much hate in their heart?" See, oh. I was joking. Real talk. R recent accounting forms do not <laughs> if, you, if there's any funding. element of sincerity in that. Fucking tell me, man. Otherwise, no, I have to. All right. Re recent accounting forms leaked, showing that all funding from Beauty and the Beta podcast is coming out of one account. Apparently registered to a Mr. K. Flanagan, uh, <laughs> Israel's greatest ally. Um, <clears throat> yeah. 
and and our and uh, our last story um uh, are you worried about the Boogaloo or Corona Chan? Well, you can d- diversify your savings in precious metal- metals. Hedge against the dollar, protect from the stock market volatility, and safeguard from geopolitical instability. You can back your 401k with Birch Gold. Birch Gold, we're not Jewish. Get out of here. That's Jesus. your breaking news from your most recent source of real news. MCNN, we'll see you next week. God, I guess I need to buy some birch gold in the, in uh, you know in case Bernie becomes president. You don't. Sounds like a wise decision to make. But they're not paying our bills, birch gold. Oh, I guess we got one more call. All right. Well, we have two more MCNN updates. You want to give it MCNN no. Cleveland and Moscow? We got a couple minutes. We get one more. We have two minutes left. Hello, Cleveland MCNN update. Yes, this is your MCNN Cleveland reporter Golden Leaf here. We're going to be talking about sports today. Okay. More importantly, okay. the Browns have a shot at the Super Bowl here. Do the Browns? Yes. Oh, no. Are you at, is that a question or a statement? That is a question. Oh, no, absolutely not. Hmm. Interesting. I'll have to write that down. Anyway, okay. <laughs> further analysis. We tried to do an interview with a local woman called Blonde with her commune that she's still planning on doing. Her... <laughs> Sorry. Is that, those, pl- <laughs> those plans are, are next now? Yeah, it has been for the good last The only comment we got from her was, why are you guys in my house? How'd you even get in? How did you get in my house? Alright. That's all. I, I just did this for fun. But... <laughs> All right. Thanks for participating in the bit. We would also like to give a short uh, moment of silence for the recent loss in Matt and his fiancée's family. Oh, well, thank you. Appreciate it. And that is all for today. Thank you for tuning in to MCNN Cleveland. I am Golden Leaf. Go Brownies. Go Browns. All right. I got to hear this Moscow one. Fine. Real quick. But he's muted. All right, uh, let's let MCNN Moscow hang out for a second. You want to catch up on our email questions? Oh, wait, now, no, now we got Moscow. Moscow. Moscow Bureau MCN checking in. Bureau, Moscow, breaking news. Vladimir Putin has declared himself Tsar of Russia. Okay. Is that it? <clears throat> It is also news that he has deployed 2,000 soldiers in Moscow and St. Petersburg to deploy his new soldiers called Rhodes Knights. Okay. He has also given all the cheat codes for Bernie Burns, Bernie Sanders. Cheat codes? Yes. He has given all the information to control Bernie Sanders because he Ah. still is cleaning up his honeymoon mess. Right, yeah, Bernie Sanders is a sleeper cell. We need the, uh, the activation code. he does not code. want to deal with that no more. <laughs> okay. This is your MCNN, Moscow Bureau. All right, thank you for the update. And get, back, get back to your meddling. Uh, yes, after I uh, learn about the Republic of Plato. <laughs> okay, it's important right, to bye. be philosophically sound. All right, thanks. Okay, we will call it there. Appreciate everybody's patience and... Uh, 
hanging out in the server tonight. I know we can't get to everybody, as always. We do the best we can. Uh, but if you are having trouble getting into the live show or you'd like to participate in the show but you can't do it live, you can always send us an email. I should have mentioned at the top of the show, but yes, call-in show questions are only accepted at beautyandthebeta.gmail.com. Please put call-in show question in the subject line so we know that is what it's for. We also will accept video submissions if you choose. Try to keep them to, uh, not try to, keep them to a minute or less and uh, we upload them unlisted to YouTube. Send us the link. We'll play the audio and respond to it on the show if you prefer. Otherwise, text is just fine. And we uh, we got uh, just text emails tonight, right? But a good amount. Yep. Uh, okay. This is from Alfred. I don't know if we did this one last week. There was something very similar. So I, if Or two weeks ago. So if we did, let me know. Uh, Democrats yeah. can't win without a solid hold in the black vote. Uh, what hmm. do you think their plan is for winning if butt gig gets the nomination and the black community seldom talk about homophobia oozes to the surface? I think they're totally toast. Uh, he's he's a losing hand for the black community. They're never going to vote for him. There is no plan. Well, what possible plan could the Democrats have other than trying to force it? Uh, I, I don't know. I guess you. the only plan I could think of is you better get a hell of a lot of people into black communities and do a great job convincing people it's going to have to be an unprecedented changing of minds. But realistically speaking, I don't think there is any any possible or plausible plan. This, of course, comes at a time when even independent of Pete Buttigieg, Trump's black polling is looking better than for Republicans in the past. That's not to say that Trump's going to win a majority of the black vote. Mm-hmm. Almost certainly not, unless maybe if you had Pete running against him, maybe you'd see something like that. But that that is a very real uh very real obstacle for the Pete Buttigieg campaign that they will never admit to but everyone behind the scenes has to know that's the case Pete never Pete's always like oh well actually black supporters support me the most when I talk to them I think you've talked to a lot and you're still polling at zero yeah so talk more I guess uh, Christian says, I was wondering what you guys think about uh, Lauren Southern recently announcing that I'm free to, I'm free to say this now, right? <laughs> For those of you that don't remember, like three months ago, Matt just announced on the show that Lauren Southern had had a baby. I didn't was... announce it. We, we were discussing Lauren and I referenced it. Yeah. I didn't know. I thought it was public. But it was not. So I had to edit it out of the show and I had to apologize to Lauren. It was my fault, 100%. She only got one email about that, though. That's so. Well, it was up. I mean, it was only during the live show. And then the call-in show goes away video after yeah. we're done. And for the audio that's posted, I deleted it out. So, And she was very nice about it for people that are curious, if you remember that moment. Yeah, Seems I like messaged she's doing her well. immediately and I was like, I have something to tell you. She's like, what? That your co-host um, told everybody that I had a baby? <laughs> she's like, somebody already emailed me about it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was like two no, minutes after the show. She found out right away. No, she's really nice about it. So there's no there's no issue there. Uh, I was wondering, so Christian says, I was wondering what you guys think about Lauren Southern recently announcing that she is married and has a kid. I did see her Instagram post. Yeah, so um, so it looks like everything's going great for her, especially in regards to the controversy with Milo and subsequent criticism over her choice to leave the mainstream. I had forgotten about that. That, that Milo thing was such bullshit. It was like such salacious garbage, and everybody was so eager to believe it. And now Lauren married and has a kid at 24, and people are still like referencing this Milo piece. It's like, as conservatives, are we going to listen to the salacious allegations of a sodomite 
above a 24 year old <laughs> married mother now what, what's milo doing now i, I don't know i mean i, I used to really somebody, love him until i he still ripped do. off my content and well there was that there was that which was so bad that was yeah, so bad and you were that, on camera like, and i filmed it he ripped us both off really for those you don't know i bitch about this so much in the show but i did this interview in the it was steaming hot in cleveland rnc yeah, it was yeah. so hot. I actually vomited that day from heat stroke. That's true. And um, we had met Milo there and we had done this really grueling interview. And then like a few weeks later, I see that Milo had posted that interview, but had edited every frame where I was in it or Skag was in it out and then gave us no credit for the interview. Just like posted it as though yeah, yeah. he had as, done it. Yeah. And Which I was, was a lame ass move. I mean, it was fair use. To be fair, I mean, he not didn't, really. He didn't. He didn't create anything new. It was just our clip posted. That's it. It was not commentary. It was not anything added on. It was just because the, remember, it wasn't an interview. It was. Um. It was a feminist freaking out at this guy at the RNC. Yeah. It was just this hysterical feminist yelling right. at. Yeah. yeah. I forget exactly what she said, but she was in tears at the end of it. This this insane feminist girl. Yeah, she had and then to I was like, "Are you gonna cry?" That's right. You, <laughs> I, I forgot you did talk to her a little bit, gleefully walking up to her. Are those tears in your eyes? I really hope they are. Yeah, you had a you had a lot more spirit back then for that sort of thing. Yeah, that's oh true. And then God. that pussy dude was like comforting her. Anyway, so that's so Milo right. ripped that off, and that's when yeah. I was a big fan of him. And then after that, I was like fuck this guy and then he had I, a bunch of other stuff that pissed me off he like really ragged on his audience for him being right, broke like a month after he had posted a seven thousand dollar dinner bill yeah um and then he did that thing where he posted what he needed for his new podcast it was like a list of of things and like the budget funding. per episode the budget yeah. per episode and, and like, then <laughs> he needed like get a, a webcam artist. and a good internet connection yeah, we've been like, doing it for are, years and that's and the so thing. i was really mad about that and then he did this article about lauren and like I have some inside information where like, I know that some of this stuff is untrue. Like I know yeah. for a fact that, that a lot of it is just completely invented. Like, I don't, I don't think it's any base. It's there's any basis in, in any kind of truth for most of it. And so I was so furious about that. And then I also had the information that she was married with a child and she couldn't defend herself without outing her current situation. She uh, wanted to protect her baby. And so yeah. all of these compounded just made me, and then like Milo in the meantime is like, I'm going to, you know, fuck this dude in the ass a bunch. And I'm like, I, I can't, like, I just can't. You know, he takes it in the ass. He doesn't you think, I don't know. Probably. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I want to say too, for all the mistakes and all the missteps and all the bullshit, I still, there's probably nobody who changed my mind on things more than he did. Around 2016, the tour was incredible. I think that he's yeah, a tremendous Yeah, but I would have stuck with him if he had if he had operated with integrity and had it's, slighted me personally. He has, he has shown a lot of like backstabby type stuff along the way. You know, who's never done anything like that to me. Lauren. Lauren. Yeah. 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 Um, but he's the classic case where it's like, man, if you could just stick to the consistency, you have all the talent in the world. Yeah. You're uh, I, 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 yeah. But for whatever reason, whether it's lavish lifestyle or, you know, budgetary needs of $10,000 per episode or whatever it is for wardrobe and, uh, and makeup or whatever. I don't know. I, for one, uh, I, I'm not, I, I try not to be a grudge holder in this community. So I try to let it slide. Yeah, off my but back, people but... owe Lauren some apologies. 
oh, that was bullshit. But I knew that thing was bullshit the second it came out. And and I'm not going to. Yeah, but people owe her some apologies for putting her in this situation when she was pregnant, had a young child, and she was in no position to defend herself. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I, she did the right thing, too. And it went away quickly. Like, nobody cared later. But th- when I, that thing came People are still out, bringing it up. Well, who, though? Not Not on any kind of mass scale. Yeah, I I, when that thing came out, that as you say, file that under if true, don't care. That's how I felt about it. Like I, I fundamentally do not care what people are doing behind the scenes. I guess the accusation that doesn't was, make, but the accusations were still really damaging to her reputation. The accusation was what, like sl- slept with guys for work or or script writing or whatever how, that's, it was. That's so offensive. Like if somebody was like, you better you have serious somebody. evidence. Yeah, yeah if so you fuck somebody for for your scripts or whatever, like I would find that really offensive the, to me it's like it, it, the bulk of her work is too large for that to be true on any kind of mass scale she also does so much live stuff yeah it's just you can't fake her level of achievement you can't yeah. sleep your way to her level of achievement it's just not going to happen mm. you can't sleep your uh, whatever it, it's just well now that's why i walked- say if true don't care She's watched the talk. She had a baby at 24. She's married and she's left the realm. So people that are still shitting on her, like it's time to, it's, you know, it's time to be like, I was wrong about, about Lauren. Um, okay. Coronavirus. This is from Misha, Misha Gander. Yeah. Do you have a solid three to four week food supply at home today? Mm. Do you think it's already spreading largely undetected in other parts of the world with folks assuming it's just the flu? And when do we start the boogaroo? Um, <laughs> I do. I have one year of freeze-dried food. I have water purifying tablets. I, I got all the stuff. I got about 60 days. So uh, that said, I don't want to eat that food, but, you know, it's there in case I have to. Uh, let's see. Do you think it's undetected in other parts of the world? Well, that's the problem is, yeah, how trustworthy do you think all the foreign data are? Probably not that Probably not trustworthy. trustworthy. And yeah. the, Chinese are, the Chinese are basically not tracking it anymore. Yeah. Chinese are just like, ah, today's update it's a fine. lot, yeah. a lot. Let's just be, let's just be frank. It's a lot. Yeah. Do I, um, as we were mentioning earlier, I I'm not afraid that like I'm going to get the disease and die. Even if I were to contract the disease, yeah. I don't know that, that it would be life threatening, but what you're worried about is exactly what we're talking about. What happens if your, your local grocery store shelves are, are near bear or bear? Uh, what happens if there's just all kinds of panic in, in your part of the country or the world? Whether it's uh, coronavirus or whether it's civil unrest or whether it's natural disaster, I think it, it's every responsible adult's duty, especially if you have a family, to just be prepared uh, in case the world can't help you with power and food and you know whatever the necessities of living are for a few days to a few weeks. That's that's true whether whatever the circumstances are. So if this is the case that gets you into uh, prepping as they call it although i don't consider myself a prepper i think it's just being a responsible person i prep minimally but yeah everybody should be prepared for that sort of thing when do we start the boogaroo oh (laughs) well uh, i think we're gonna get i I really do worry about what's gonna happen the standard is when they're kicking down your door, when they're knocking, when they're violating your rights, you, you are you are justified in in defending yourself. I think we're mostly short of that standard right now, but there are people making those sorts of threats. I don't think we get at it whether it's coronavirus or the election. I I worry about the prospects of twenty twenty. Just what's going to happen in San Francisco, Portland, Seattle, 
New York, D.C. when if or when Trump is reelected. Alternatively, if or when Bernie Sanders is elected. I, I foresee a lot of uh, unrest in early November. Yeah. Although so, we thought 2016 was going to be much worse than it was. So. Everybody kind of took that as a joke, though. It was like, really? This ha- really? All right. And it was kind of funny. This time it's not going to be funny. This time uh, yeah. there's going to be there's going to be some. Well, we'll have to give them space to riot again. That's what we'll have to do. Give them space to riot. Chris M says uh, mostly for blonde, but men can have opinions too. Thank you. What is your opinion on sleep training and co-sleeping with your soon-to-be children? Um, I'm not going to sleep train because it seems unethical to me. I mean, I don't I know even know parents- what that is when you like leave the baby in the room so they cry it out by themselves but like ah. i think that baby especially newborn babies up to it probably a year they don't really understand why they're being abandoned so i've heard some people that like are vehemently against the non-aggression principle and are really into co-sleeping and things like that like advocate for sleep training and i'm like ooh, i don't know how i feel about that i mean it kind of breaks my heart for the baby and i i don't know that it benefits anybody except for the parent um i will be co-sleeping i know people have a lot of opinions about this but before anybody shits all over me um i'll be sleeping in a separate bed from my husband and i don't drink alcohol or do any drugs so the chance that i'm gonna roll over my baby and kill it are very low or you know my chihuahua weighs four pounds i've never killed him i think it's gonna be fine he's a survivor yeah okay um caesar stop it uh, Jacob, my girlfriend and I are looking to move out of California, but I'm having trouble finding a job in our destination city. I've had six to 10 interviews, but I've been told several times that it's an issue that I do not live in our destination city already. Should I just pack my stuff and leave so that I can look for a job once I get there? I have family that we can stay with and we both have substantial savings. Yeah, you'll do way better in the job market if you're actually living there. And I have done that twice. Assuming that money, that the money situation is good enough to do that. I would, I would say that, um, of course, the difficulty then is you're kind of married to the place that you decide you're going to go in all likelihood. Yeah. So you should, you'll have to pick wisely. You don't want to move twice, really. You don't want to pack up and move to some spot. That but you if you have job to, there. then, you know. I suppose. And honestly, just by moving out of California, you'll probably save money, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, for real. But so th- that would probably, um, that's probably what I would do. That said, I've never done that myself. Every big move I've had, I had a job or something that I was going there to do. So easier said than done, probably. But California is a sinking ship, man. Anybody that is, um, anybody that you know has a conservative or libertarian perspective, or just wants to keep some of their own money, I, I think. Uh, I think the idea of I guess I tend to share your perspective more on places like California. I don't think you're going to persuade your way out of the mess that is California. Mm-hmm. They just, they have to ruin it and yeah. maybe people will be able to restore it later. But how bad does California have to get until people there are will actually consider voting Republican or Libertarian or whatever, anything but Democrat? Even worse. Did you see some of um, Gavin Newsom, the governor's state of the state address last week? Mm-mm. He devoted mostly the whole thing to homelessness. I watched the whole thing because I was oh, considering really? a, a video on it. And he talks about a right to housing, basically, or he stops a little bit short of that in all fairness, but he talks about how doctors should be able to write prescriptions for housing, just like they write prescriptions for drugs or other treatment, as though that just makes the housing appear. Like, here's, here's your housing prescription. 
Weird. So go, go to your house now. The answer is always ever more state intrusion, ever more state control. California will control every aspect of your life until nobody's producing anything and they have nothing left to tax. Good luck, Jacob. Um, yeah. Jim, Jim Jam says equality of opportunity, as in lack of unfair direct discrimination versus substantive equality of opportunity and absence of indirect discrimination. I assume you are against substantive equality of opportunity, but why would you say you are in favor of formal equality of opportunity? If so, as a standard of law or only as a cultural standard, that is to say, should employers be allowed to fire a person for being a gay, tranny, disabled person of color? Well, yeah, I'd be in favor of uh, people being able to hire or fire for whatever reason they want. Or no it, reason at all. Or no reason at all. It's it's your property. And, um, and if both, and, and fundamentally an employment relationship is a relationship between two consenting partners. If you no longer consent, whether you're the employee or the employer, you should be able to leave that at any time. Uh, why would you say that you are in favor, favor of formal equality of opportunity? Well, I guess I'd have to know the context. You say as a standard of law or only as a cultural standard. I mean, I would argue for a cultural standard. I, I would like, because I think that it's, it's beneficial to consider the merits of each individual person as opposed to think stereotypically about you know, certain genders, races, ages, whatever. I think you should evaluate the individual. That said, um, it is not my job to enforce the way, the perspective with which I would hire or fire on somebody else. Yeah. And the reason that equality of opportunity or equality before the law is important, it's because the law has the capacity to control our lives. It has the capacity to violate our rights. It has the capacity to remove our freedom. And so it's very important that we don't enforce that law arbitrarily based on arbitrary considerations like, like skin color or, or gender or anything like that. Those I don't think apply in a private setting. How you choose, what associations you choose to have, who you choose to contract with, those are all your own personal decisions. And I have my own perspectives on those, but it is not my job to cram those down your throat yeah. and tell you how to do it. So that's why I th um, equality before the law is very important. Equality before uh, your own personal private relationships, none of my business as far as I'm concerned. Agreed. Uh, this retro robot radio Sanders seems to be pulling ahead as Bloomberg and Biden falter with the Democrat leadership in a panic over this. The real question is, do you think never Sanders establishment Democrats and never Trumpers will defect to voting for Trump just to keep the socialists out? No, I think they'd abstain. That's my guess. Uh, or maybe like a Jill Stein enters again. I mean, we don't know what the third party landscape will be, Yeah, but I don't think never, <laughs> I think that the, the, Anti-Trump, like fundamentally, is there any, how many, let's put it this way, how many sometimes Trump's de sometimes Trump Democrats are there actually? People who are Democratic Party loyalists who actually have a nuanced take on Trump that think he's doing some good things. There, I don't think there are a lot of those people. Independents maybe, but people who are down the line Democratic voters? Hardly any. Yeah. Would be my guess. But, uh... So do I think never Sanders establishment Democrats uh, and never Trumpers will defect to voting for Trump? Just No, I think they hate Trump even more than they hate Bernie. That, that would be my guess. I think they would either vote for an actual communist to get Trump 
or they just wouldn't vote at all. But they would never vote for Trump. There's no way they hate Bernie more than they hate Trump. There's no way that's the case. Henry says, if you could grow up in any period or decade before you were born, which would you choose and why? I mean, I would say, I guess the obvious answer is the 50s. But like, if I do this, do I know that the 60s are coming? (laughs) Can you die in 1959? Yeah, I mean, because I don't really want to be alive in the 40s. That blows, too. Um, and then, you know, the thirties is the early thirties or depression era. Um, yeah. so, and 10 years isn't that long of a time. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I was born in 87 and like, I feel like 87 to 2004, like that was a really good time. Not just because I was young and carefree and everything, but I think that that was a mostly pre-internet era time of Americana. Hmm. I would like to know if I like, do I have to live as a mortal? Can I go back to that era and be a fly on the wall, like an observer? Yeah. Cause that would change. I, I, there's a lot of fascinating points in history. I would like to witness, but not participate in. If I could go back and um, like observe, I don't know, a lot of aspects of the American founding or even the civil war or stuff like that. I would love to see those kinds of things without actually having to, uh, I don't know, get hit by a cannonball or something right. like that. So, but I think he's saying if you, if you could grow up at any time. So that means I'm a, I'm a mortal participant in that time period. I mean, just, just practical, that's boring, but for practical reasons, I would go as close to my actual birth as I possibly could then just because your quality of life is going to be higher. You're, yeah. you're, you know, the, I don't, I don't want to go back and, there's no time where there's no time I could go back to where living would be easier or, or of a higher quality of life than say like 1970s, 1980s America, but that's such a boring answer. Yeah. Yeah. I really don't want to pick on practical terms, but since like I have to live there and survive, pick the easiest time to survive. Yeah. I'm with you. Hmm. Um, this is from management. In academia, I found that conservative views make many people's eyes light up. In one case, a faculty member looked around to make sure no one was there and then suggested a different venue. It's not a question of if we have the numbers, but if we have the balls, Mm. how would you go about mitigating the fear that conservatives have in academia? I mean, if I could do it all over again, I would just like tear through University of Missouri and say whatever I wanted all the time and then not graduate because college doesn't matter unless you're going to become a doctor uh, or an engineer. But I got to go with Milo on this one and be like, if you are trying to get your degree and it's essential, you just have to put your head down and get through. Otherwise, what I think if you want to be strategic about this, it's a question about having the balls, like he says, but it's having the balls with consideration or reference to your place on the totem pole. And I think that's what you're getting at. Like you can be a ballsy student and challenge the professor but at the end of the day, the practical effect, like you're saying, is like maybe he knocks down your grade because he's right. a piece of crap who discriminates against you for your perspective or whatever. If you hold your tongue until you're in a position of leadership at you know, some business or at the school or wherever in your community, and then you leverage that leadership position into influencing other people's views or being outspoken, that is the maximum effect and that is the best possible strategy yeah. so i think i think you're exactly right it, if you're 
if you're lowest on the totem pole for now, probably not the time to speak your mind aggressively uh, and and wait for uh, aim for a, a position of leadership first, then do your influencing. It's probably the best strategy. Agreed. Hmm. Raggle Fraggle says, my question is, I heard the Daily Wire backstage after the State of the Union address and Andrew Clavin suggested that a law be created as a moral statement, not that it be enforced, not to have uh, legal ramifications, just a past resolution or something to that effect that basically says that X behavior is immoral. I think this legal system is a tool to punish immoral behavior perpetrated onto others, not to simply state what is acceptable behavior. What is your take on this? Uh, I don't like well, this. first, first of all, I'd have to know how can you? We, why even bother having? Why? I I just I don't really understand. I'd have to hear more about this because I just don't. I mean, if the law has no teeth, then why? Who cares? And, and but secondarily, who, who are these people who are looking to this like a state Congress's resolution on on morality? to be their moral guide. I mean, that I have a problem with. If we're looking to the state yeah. to be our moral guides, our lives are broken. That means you need Jesus. Or like you're, why aren't you looking, whether it's, first of all, your church, if that's, if that's where it is, or your family. There are so many things I can name before Nancy Pelosi's house that would be better places to get your moral guidance that I just... I feel like I'm missing something here because gen- I, I like Andrew Clave and generally I agree with, with the things that he's saying. So perhaps, no sense, he, perhaps he has a more of an explanation that I'm missing. I just don't see why it's necessary or what effect it would have. So maybe, maybe there's more to the story though. Um, Cameron's up next. Oh, oh, you read that one? Yeah. Um, there has okay. been talk that the DNC might try to steal the nomination again from Bernie if he continues to win states in the primary. Do you think they'll become more desperate to stop him or more likely to let him have it? I think at this point, they it's probably too late. To it's going to be so sad when Bernie's heart gives out in July. It's going to be, I'm telling you, man, like, like I said, my dad was saying, I, I don't think these people, given what they did last time around, are going to lay down for this. I think some shit's going to go down. And I understand why. I mean, they should be furious. Who's they? The DNC or the Bernie people? The Bernie people. Wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. Well, of all the things that Bernie lays down to challenge all the time, that's one thing that bugs me about him even beyond his communism, is like the the fact that he just laid down for Hillary. Come on, man. Those people screwed you. Yeah. The do. This time around, if they do some shenanigans like that, at least uh, have the fight to go to go against them. But uh, yeah, I, I I legitimately will not be surprised if there's an untimely. Well, I guess it wouldn't be untimely, but a a surprise Bernie if he doesn't die, like some health episode where he can't continue, or you know whatever. And then all of a sudden, and then you know Mike Bloomberg wins and Hillary's the VP, and Mike Bloomberg commits suicide, and there we go. <laughs> 2016 has finally come to fruition to answer the question. I don't think, I don't think they're going to lay down at all. DNC shenanigans are a given. You can count on those like, like death and taxes. Chivalrous says, I was wondering about Matt's taste in whammon. So I thought I'd have blonde administer this test. All right. So it's, you, you, you can administer Mary Boff kill Yona Yinton, Lizzo and Blair White. 
Yoni Yenten, is that the is that your goddess, uh, your Scandinavian goddess? I forget what nationality she is. She's Swedish. Well, I have to pick her to marry simply because. Okay, I'm like I, Blair White. Nothing against Blair White. Blair White, but I can't marry or bang Blair White, so I have to bang Lizzo. Uh, and kill Blair White. Look at that. But it's not anything against Blair. It's just it's <laughs> in that context, like uh, by the process of elimination, Blair. Yes. We have to kill you. Um, this is sleuthing sloth. I have to. I have started project two. I've started Project Healthy Baby Body. And I've lost 10 pounds so far. My question more so for Blonde is what exercises you find work the best for you? Since I got pregnant, exercising has been a real challenge. And by real challenge, I mean I can't do anything but sleep all the time and walk like maybe two miles a day. It's been real tough. But when I started Project Healthy Baby Body, I don't know, six years ago or whatever, um, I started doing bar. And I loved it. And I'm going to go back to it once I have a baby. Um, and that really worked for me. So four times a week bar. And that was totally enough exercise. Hmm. Good luck. Try it out. See if you like it. It's low. Impact. Good to hear. And as I recall, sleuthing sloth was pressuring her boyfriend guy for, uh, for a, a ring yeah. not too long ago. Or that if ring. I remember correctly. So hopefully that came to fruition. Anyway, all right, uh, that'll do it on questions. Thanks, everybody, for sending in your questions and for being patient last week when we weren't able to answer them. We can check in with uh, Streamlabs and um, DLive real quick. We're good on Streamlabs and um, over on DLive, Mr. Spry Guy says uh, millionaires and billionaires. Well, thank you. We're on our way to becoming one of the millionaires and the billionaires on DLive one day. We appreciate it. Uh, We're good there. Joseph Duff Kalisics, this a, a truer statement has never been said. Matt, when the pregnant mate gets depressed about looking bad because of the pregnancy, you're going to have to be on your game, see the problem, suck it up, and throw one into her to keep the peace. That is <laughs> so true. It's probably true. That's My probably husband true. walked in on me the other day, standing naked in front of the mirror, just sobbing. Sobbing. Your body oh, wh- changes oh, so much. I, I, I thought you said your husband was sobbing. I was like, what the no, he just walked yeah. in. He's like, what is wrong? I'm like, my body looks terrible. He's like, you're growing <laughs> a baby and you're still so beautiful. I'm like, you're lying to me, which he totally is. But um, <laughs> I'm fine with that. Believe the lie. That's what you want to do. Uh, Nathan Simpson. I live here in South Korea. My church and the other legitimate churches suspended services on rumors that a Shin Shinonji cult was going to intentionally spread the coronavirus at mainstream churches. Ooh, yikes. This is what Neo and Realist was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rumple, Rumpley Depew. Mm. When will Bernie commend Venezuela and North Korea for having such low income disparity? I, I won't be shocked uh, if that actually happens soon. Uh, Nala Black. Hot take. Legalize was a smug prick, and I'm glad he's gone. I actually don't know anything about oh, Legalize. come on. Let's... Let's not legalize was um legalize was the original uh, fountain pen guy. Why do you? And he he well I can't you know I'm without going into too much detail. He decided he just wants to take a break from the server, uh, but he was our admin guy, so he was basically our chief mod. Oh, so I he see. was uh, he was and he did a lot of work to build the server infrastructure because I still don't get how the hell Discord works. I don't get how you set up all these stupid rooms and all these stupid rules and permissions and stuff. He did a lot of that work. So whether you personally like him or not, he did uh, a lot to make this show slightly less duct tapey and more functional. And for that, I am very grateful. And I hope our community can be grateful to him. 
Andrew Cruz, I have a chest freezer of beef and a yard full of cattle. We'll go on Jordan Peterson diet. If needed, farmers will be best prepared. The friend one. But do you have a bunch of Xanax too? Ooh. Come on. I, I don't know what to say here. Leave the guy alone. He'll he'll speak on his own behalf soon. Uh, yes. Get Xanax and he'll be ready. Uh, that's all. All right. Uh, we'll call it a show. And, uh, of course, we'll be back on Sunday to talk about uh, how South Carolina goes, obviously, first and foremost. I don't know how much <laughs> of that debate talk I'll actually do. I'm kind of tired of breaking down debates. And that one <laughs> just, was just too them, many debates. Do they always have them, many debates? Well, it's because you, you got so many states going on right now and so many... Just, that one was just them yelling at each other mostly. But I did put some other stuff um, in the news uh, or for Sunday. Uh, Weinstein, of course, convicted. Uh, apparently doctors have removed a man's vagina against his consent. Look at that story. <laughs> Have a good night.